what's up everybody another episode of the straight cut coming to you from west end cigars inside the members lounge i'm aaron and this is mark it's another one of those episodes where the show before the show is when- <laughs> yeah it was spicy <laughs> I had spicy noodles, and then we argued F1 for 10 minutes. There's probably some people who would like to hear you and I discuss discuss F1, but in general, we didn't. I, I tell you what, like, I like F1. I've been an you F1 do. fan for I, I, 20 yeah. years. Whenever Netflix created that show, I feel like I'm, I did a bit of gatekeeping, and I totally will fess up to that. It's like all the new F1 fans that came out. I don't know. Like, I know, like, Chris is one of the OGs. Um, no, there's a bunch of other people who we know that are F1 fans have been fans for a while. Yep. Well, we talk about that because we're talking about Vegas and yeah, the Vegas race was this weekend. Although this, when you hear it, it'll be, um, <laughs> two weeks ago, almost. two weeks ago. Yeah. And there was Time, a lot of controversy about time, that race. Timeline got and, fucked up. And F1 people for being marketing savvy did not handle the Vegas race very well. And the, the, the event handlers didn't handle it very well. It wasn't Vegas. Um, you got to ride into Vegas knowing that it's, it's, a, it's, it's about, uh, it's a show that's, I mean, yeah. that's Vegas. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's definitely things that could have been done better. Of course, like yeah. not having a drain cover, like yeah, it was not, a drain cover not problem. welded on. Properly. That, that sounds like a problem. <laughs> and then that just, street will probably be fucked up and forever. Then, and then, and then not having enough security guards to have all the practice, the whole bunch of things. So I watched it. We got into this whole conversation because I watched it at one o'clock this morning. Yeah. And it was, it was okay at best. Like I, track, I heard the track. I, you weren't the only one. You said it was slippery. It was real. Yeah. So, and, and it was midnight. It, they ran at midnight. So, so it was cold for the record. It's in the desert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the, the trend surprise, even in the summer out yeah. there. Although it's still warm, it I mean it's the desert. They were saying they were saying the ground. They kept saying in Celsius, but they were saying like of course they are because like they're track, pretentious motherfuckers. <laughs> like track temp was you're in America. <laughs> like track track temp was like eighteen. So I was like, that's around like forty degrees, I think. Um, eighteen yeah, Celsius, so. something like that. I don't. But uh, I are, watch. I were watch, we in Europe? <laughs> Do, could we not use what Americans use? <laughs> Whatever. I watched it. I watched so who's most more of pretentious yeah, again? No. One more time. <laughs> I watched second half of our argument beforehand. <laughs> I watched most of it, and it was okay at best. I wanted to see just the shit. First step and uh, crash. Terribly. Well, I mean, the the, to, the the season was wrapped up two or three races. Ago. Three years ago, <laughs> it was wrapped up three years ago. I mean, he won it, and then also Red Bull won the constructors. So it, you know, it is what it is. But One I, race left. I wanted to see cr- some crashes. Both of those were wrapped up like four weeks ago. Oh, they, yeah, it was multiple races Five weeks ago. ago. I think I think either Austin or before Austin, and that was a month ago. Yeah, no. So they, it's... Really, seriously, it was wrapped up three years ago. <laughs> there is no competition in F1. Hey. It hey, is a parade. Hey, guess who's going to win next year? First step. Right? <laughs> And Red Bull. It's ridiculous. Why do you run? You're wasting fuel that could be used somewhere else. Well, well that's the thing. At least they don't refuel. They, so what they get is what they get. Fascinating. I, I'm, a, I'm a McLaren fan from back in the Jensen Button days. So what I'm excited about is on, I believe. Mr. Buttons. I, I believe on like uh, Disney Plus, uh, uh, Keanu, mm-hmm. he's, he's a big motorhead. He's more motorcycles than anything. But he did a documentary about, about Braun. Yeah, uh, they winning, do, they're win, running ads for it. Winning the championship like 13 years ago, and that's when I became a Jensen Button fan. Yeah. was when Braun was running. So whenever he switched to McLaren, I then became a McLaren fan. 
and I've been McLaren since we, since uh, Buttons retired. But I'll watch that. I'm looking forward to that. But like this race, it was okay. I the track looked like a pig, like a shape of a pig, but it had a really nice in honor of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, had a really nice long straight, like slight curve. It was cool. I mean, high line, uh, high end speed was definitely there. But it was just you know, it's more show. It's when you think of F1, you think of like Monaco, you think of Spa, you think of all the pop and circumstance, and of course Vegas. Hell, you and I are both Golden Knights fans. Every night at a gold at a at an ice hockey game, it's like a Stanley Cup starting thing. It's right. always going to be that way with Vegas. It's Vegas, so of course they're going to be that way at Vegas as well I mean, for that. Vegas point. is is uh, is showy on purpose. That's what it yeah, is. What it's it is. Wayne Newton. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's Elvis. It's yeah. all those things that make Vegas what it is. Yeah. Um, and then you had a couple of your guys like come out and like criticize that and you just go that is what vegas is and yeah. you just go kind of needed to chill i understand you like the european sort of glitz and glamour and like being treated like a movie star I, but that's not what vegas is i feel like, like i feel like if the track was in better shape it would have been less grumpy it, it would have been better yeah but the fact of that it is normal streets so they have to shut down during racing but don't they have to do that in miami too do they hate miami as well uh, they didn't. They didn't like Miami as well either. Yeah. yeah, I just get the feeling they they they're just they're pretentious little weenies. Yes. Let's be honest. Dale Earnhardt Sr. would not have bitched. He just raced. <laughs> he wouldn't have raced in F one. No, I mean, it, like he would have raced. Like if it, he went to a he went to whatever the course in California was when they did the they raced on the you know the road course. Yeah. He just raced. Yeah. He didn't bitch. He showed up to the track. He raced. Because you know what he was? He's a racer. Well. He, he drank I mean, a couple I, of Bud Lights I, I, and, I and he raced. What, I don't want to ever tell you. Well, back then you also could do other things you can't do now either. So, <laughs> well, that's I mean, damn straight. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's 100% true. <laughs> but uh, it was all right. I, yeah. I stayed up way too late to watch it. And so it you're was, tired? No, I mean. I, you didn't work today. No, I, this weekend I didn't do shit. Like literally did not do Ethan. Paula and I went for a couple long walks and we went to Bass Pro Shop this morning. Mm, we, psych- we refreshed our blankets. It was nice. Wait, what? You what? We buy our blankets that we use for like our, the couch and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. They have the best like throws. Like throws? Oh, okay. They, I mean, just lush. Like I, Bass Pro Shop can do some things. Like they... They do some Garth Brooks uh, albums. Did you, say, did you get the Garth Brooks album? Of course. <laughs> there's some really, there's some really great covers on there. So was it like a, it's thirty ba- bucks. It ba- wasn't Bass of something. Yeah, it's Bass. No, it was, it was exclusive to Bass Brush Up. Seven CDs for thirty bucks. Is it all new albums or I mean, new songs <laughs> a couple or? new albums with new songs and a bunch of covers and then uh, three live stuff and I love right. Garth live so. So I went to. Uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. So this weekend didn't do anything. So Friday, um, ordered a vinyl last week, told her I'd come pick it up Friday after work. I go there and the the box that I guess it was in was still on the UPS truck. Like he only dropped off one box out of three. So she's like, I don't have it. I was like, oh, no big deal. I'll, there's something here I'll find. So I found a couple other albums that I've been wanting to get. But I was looking through the new stuff and I saw... Dolly Parton's new rock, rock album. album. Yeah. yeah. I almost got it. It is. It comes. First of all, a ton of covers on it. 
It, so that's what I was. I thought because I know that there's she, some new stuff. I knew that she. But I think it's primarily covers. And th- this it's is also, also two and a half hours long. Yeah, and this is all stemming from her getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she turned it down initially. Yeah, and she so said, "Don't nominate it. I've not released a rock album." Yeah. So she wanted to do that. So I thought it was all going to be new songs, but it's a lot of covers. But I mean, yeah, every, she did a Stone song. Every she did every song is either a cover or with a big. Elton John's on it. I mean, uh, the guy from, I think Judas Priest is on it. Like oh, it's, Rob Halford. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Like it's a big album. So I, I had it in my hand and the covers covers badass. Like it's her with an eye patch. That's a star. And you know, Dolly's Dolly, you know, it, it is what it is. But I was like, it, it's like, man, I don't know if this is like vinyl enough for me. Like, I don't know if I'm in that realm to this like i'll let the i'll let the big dolly fans get it first and if it's still there go get it you know in a couple months i found it it up um i've heard good reviews by the way really really good reviews her voice first of all yeah immaculate yeah dolly's dolly's dolly like but some of the covers like um i was trying to think the stone song and it's not satisfaction it is i don't know which one it is but it was like her, Brandy Carlisle, and somebody else where you, to the point where you went, fuck yeah, I want to hear that. Like, it's, uh, that, she, you know, first of all, she has written stuff so that people can do so, duets with her after she's dead. Yes. She, I mean, she's just, <laughs> I don't think people get how smart she is. So here's the one that I saw when I was looking through the thing, the one that I really was excited about that almost got me to buy the album itself. Magic Man with Ann Wilson. Oh, no, I saw that, and I thought of you. Because that was the one. <laughs> yeah. It was like, first of all, those two voices together oh, got to be amazing. Yeah, so I'm just going through, like, who else is on here. What's the Stone song that's on there? It's um, like with Brandy Carlyle and somebody else. Uh, let's see. That is... I could pull it up too, but yeah. you got it. Uh, oh, Satisfaction. Is it Satisfaction? Yep. With Brandy Carla, who's the other voice? Uh, Pink. Oh, yeah, because I yeah. remember thinking, yeah, that's... See, but like Heart of Glass with Debbie Harry? Damn straight. Like, you know what? I think I might have to go get this album. <laughs> right. We'll break in. We'll go afterwards and we'll break in and we'll leave We'll leave money. Yeah, okay, here it is. Uh, Bygones with Rob Halford. Damn. Yeah. I mean, just... I mean, there's some really good stuff. Like, she uh, is um, Pat Benatar, Heartbreaker. Oh, Bittersweet with Michael McDonald. Oh my goodness! Freebird with Leonard Skinner. Oh, <laughs> she is. Uh, she's the best. Uh, I think we. I think we appreciate her now, but I don't think we appreciate her enough. Every breath you take with Sting. <sighs> yeah. It was, there was, they only had two there. Two and a half hours. Yeah. They only had, I think it was like a seven out, seven vinyl collection. I mean, I'm trying not to buy records because I don't want to have to move them. (laughs) So I I was talking to the the lady who owns the store. We're just talking. She was being all apologetic that she didn't have my album. I was like, no big deal. Like I'll find something. So I, I found something and, uh, and I, but I was looking through this. I was like, damn, like this is pretty good. Like I've, I'm intrigued, but I was like, all right, I know there's way bigger Dolly heads than me, which I'm not. But are Dolly heads vinyl people? Um, because country people in traditionally, I, so I wonder because so, I'm a, I'm like a vinyl head, but I'll be honest, I go to the country section and there's a ton. So her her country section is pretty good. 
Um, need to go see her. It's I probably uh, don't need to go see her because I need to not buy vinyl. So I bought a country album Friday. Lone Star. <laughs> no. So I got an album that was straight. It, it just hit me right in the feels. It's one that I used to listen to on vinyl at my grandma's beauty shop because it was attached to the house. She had a big vinyl cabinet, like the big motherfucking cabinet, like the those. eight foot. So she always, she always had a good collection. She had like Conway Twitty and stuff oh, like that. the Twitty. But she had one that it was my favorite. And I wish I had the old collection. I have no idea where they are. I mean, they, they, they're probably long, hiding somewhere. They're long gone by now. But it was a uh, probably somewhere in my collection. <laughs> I got Kenny Rogers, Kenny. Nice. Yeah, I, that's old school, right I there. Always, I always like Kenny Rogers, so I got uh, I got that one. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, there's there's something right about Kenny Rogers. I also got uh, so I got a high. What I, what else I get? I got um, oh I got gone, uh, John Coltrane Blue Note album. Got Sweet. that one. Um, and then I got uh, Incubus, uh, Morning View. Right. Also a great jazz album. Yeah. <laughs> that one was straight like, I and I listened to more. I listened to Incubus, Morning View. So that came out when I was a junior senior. I think a senior in high school. Yeah. And so it's, this is the 20th anniversary, but it came out two years ago. So 22 years ago when the original came out. Like, I would just listen to that CD on repeat over and over and over and over and over again. Like, I know my parents just drove them off the wall with me I bet. playing Especially that. with their musical taste being <laughs> what, 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 it is, yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. 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 So I got that. But it was a good vinyl, good vinyl pickup. And, uh, you know, the good thing is that she's like, hey, I'll, I'm, I'll get yours that you ordered. We'll be coming in for next week for Record Store Day. Oh, nice. Is Friday. Uh, she's like, I'll open up at, I mean, open up at eight in the morning. I was like, cool. I'm like, well, you'll see, On Friday, me, so see me Friday. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I, you know, I need to slide down there. I just need to look through. So yeah, it's good stuff. I need to, um, I do need to, what's one going to do you one it, one ain't going to hurt you. <laughs> I tell you what, she's we, still got a lot of Tom Petty. Let me tell you <laughs> I, the Tom Petty, like LE stuff seriously interests me. We were talking about, we actually talked about that at work. And because uh, Tom Petty hits me in the generation, yeah, right. Um, because I mean, Tom Petty was—he's a man. He—he he, and he lasted long enough to be of your a little bit of your generation, like to you know him yeah. to release albums. But and some of that stuff is like, damn, like, the Torpedoes is like in the seventies. Like I wouldn't—I don't know of any particular Tom Petty album if I were to get one, yeah, be, you don't. it would be like a best of kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, I, I get that. Like, but damn the torpedoes. I remember the album. So, I mean, Tom Betty's obviously more significant. I mean, it's like Skinner. I know you dislike Skinner. I, you know, they were gone by the time they yeah. were, but they're, I know the albums cause they're yeah. s- s- such significance, but yeah. You need to check it out. I have to, I have to, not check it out. <laughs> it sounds like a great record store, though. That's yeah, pretty cool. All right, I guess we can talk about uh, what we're smoking since we're 15 minutes in. Um, how appropriate. <laughs> and we waited for that mark. Now that right there, that's the plan. Uh, so this one just came out on the market, um, only available in 75 shops in the U.S. And okay. we are one of them, one of two in the state. Uh, the only other shop is up in Northwest. Uh, don't know which shop it is. Okay. Uh, but it's unimportant. The, yeah, unimportant. Uh, but it's the Perdomo 30th anniversary Sungrown. I've had the Maduro last week. Okay. 
Um, so I want to try the sun grown now. Um, it's all right. The sun, the Maduro was, was all right. This one, like it's fucking loose. Like it is, it is airy. <laughs> it is because I did a punch on mine because I did, I forgot my cutter, but my lighter had a punch on it. So I'll do that. And like first draw, like, woo, that is loose. And you were the, said the, the exact same thing. Loose. <laughs> it is loose. It tastes nice. It, it's a good cigar. I mean, I'm not, um, it is loose. It's going to smoke like a drag racer. But. I like, I like Maduro cigars. That's my favorite in the Perdomos. I actually prefer their Connecticut's better. Do you? So I'll, I'm looking forward to trying this in I the like Connecticut the small version. Batch, yeah. yeah, the small batch is my favorite. Like, because it's smaller batch. <laughs> it is smaller batch, but this one is 15 year old tobacco. Uh, throughout the whole thing, wrapper binder filler, Nicaraguan puro, and made in their Estelle factory. Nice. So. It's, a, it's. I mean, it's got it's got nice yeah, flavor it's got, point. It's got good notes. Though the thing I remember with a Maduro, like it had some unique flavors. Can I like? Kind of like how the Peter James cigar had that unique Maduro flavor. Then Maduro had some uniqueness to it as well. Okay. But then it kind of, and I smoked a Churchill in that as well. I've been on a Churchill kick lately. Um, but like once you got to the band, it kind of just got muted. But it was good, but it's just like, it's yeah. It's a pretty typically big Perdomo band. Oh, God, the thing's massive. <laughs> it's like, right. it's just, but it's, that's pretty typical. It's a third Perdomo's. of the cigar. It's yeah. a third of the cigar. But it's like, Nick is as as flashy as F one is. Nick is just as fucking flashy. Yes, yes. So. Nick is the F one of cigar bands. Ooh, yeah. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, there's probably some other ones out there. That, but I mean, it's pretty. His bands are always. I mean, they're always classy. Nice they're, holographic. They're always they're flashy, but they're classy, and you know they always have pretty girls attached to them. Uh huh. Um, they reflect well. <laughs> He's in all the adjectives. Yeah, I am. <laughs> they, uh, they, all of them. I'm planning on using all of them tonight. Yeah. So. No, it's it's good. It's solid. Um, and what I like about it is that for it being older tobacco, the price point is actually really good. What's the price point? Uh, Churchill is 14 bucks, and it's, oh, that's not bad. And it's 50 cents off air, uh, step down the whole way, so. So if I buy ten, no, they like, eventually get three. Like, like a Gordo is like thirteen fifty. Oh, a Toro is like thirteen. Oh, that makes like more that. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you're com- throwing me off by sitting in the wrong chair. I know this well, is so fucking some, odd. For some reason, they put the shitty they, chair. We got where some you weird sit. ass chairs. In those the aren't weird ass. Lounge. Those are the old <laughs> members' lounge chairs. Is that well? So those the chairs that are normally there are out there now. Oh, this is the broken chairs from the corner. So I don't, I don't know. Those are the broken chairs from the corner. I don't know if it's broken. No one else cares about this, but you and I. The broken one. Oh, that might be the broken one. I don't know. No, because these, I don't know. It's weird. But like the chair was different and I don't like the arms of those because it has like, it has all those rivets. The rivets, yeah. And it just hurts. So I was like, I'm not doing that. And Steve is out hunting some sort of bird. So I was like, I want to sit in Chiefs in Steve's chair. And uh, yeah, the vibe is off. <laughs> vibe is off. So um, we are four days from uh, American Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, do you have family coming over? You have family coming yeah, over. Yeah, we're hosting. Yeah, we're the come Thanksgiving time. We are the host house. Do you host at Christmas as well? No, Christmas is still parents because... Like we do 
with Mo now, we I've switched to Christmas Eve with her because that's how she grew up. So we do Christmas Eve with her family. Well, with her family her. or just like her and I, like okay. we have our own. You exchange family. gifts. We do. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So what we started doing is you have each other the gift cards. <laughs> pretty much. Like it's to that point now. It's like we don't. You know, we're dinks. We're like you. Like if we want something throughout the year, we'll just go get it, kind of thing. Yeah. Which is cool. It does make it more difficult come the holiday time. <laughs> you just you just buy stuff. The last gift I gave Paula for Christmas was a gold Chinese coin with okay. a panda on it. Okay. In uh, the condo we rented in Springfield. And now understand that we owned a house outright in Springfield that we lived in after that. Yeah. So we not only bought and then paid down a mortgage to, we got zero. <clears throat> yeah. All of that time, I never bought anything for her in that house. So it's been 20, it's been 30 years since I bought Paula a Christmas gift. <laughs> you might need to do that this year. No. Just, just buy. Just, no, we, we came to it. We came to an agreement. agreement. Oh, okay. And we, for a couple of years, we bought a combined gift and we do that occasionally. Yeah. Like we need a new washer and dryer. Okay, this is our Christmas gift to each other, wink, wink, nod, nod. And it just happens to be yeah. sometime in the fall. So yeah. if it's in the spring, it's a it's a St. Patrick's Day yeah. gift. No, it's... Do, I mean, do you guys go all out? You don't go all out. It's like a... We, we always say we'll keep it under like $100. Okay, so that's not bad. But I never do so that that's is outrageous that is like my you have an agreement i know well, are you china you don't fucking follow I, your agreements I, I i am the best apologies to all the chinese I, listeners i am i'm the best at uh like my love language is gift giving, giving. so I like i do that like i i've already got mo a few things that are coming yeah. and stuff so but like it's I just take notes throughout the year of like stuff that she says she likes or whatever. And I, you know, got it in my phone. So if she ever steals my phone and like, no, sees I, I don't have to worry about her. Like she wants, Paula wants white bread. She said it to me today. So I'm going <laughs> to buy her a loaf of white bread. You can get her like a different type of white bread. Like here's, here's she doesn't the, like fancy. She the, likes the Walmart generic. She'll get the, mad if you get something else. Here's the artisan white bread. And uh, no, 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 don't. No, so if we, you ever have to buy Paula white bread, <laughs> just get the do not Jane. just get the the Walmart. Just plain generic. Jane, okay. Okay, great she, value. Okay, yeah, she doesn't like if, anything. If we else. ever come to that point, I'll make sure <laughs> right. that. No, but come uh, Christmas Eve, we do something for us. So we just go, celebrate together. You have a special food you make? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we do homemade nachos. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yep, that is our Christmas Eve, and then we watch her favorite Christmas movie, and we watch my favorite Christmas movie. So that's it. Nobody falls off the. Uh, so I I feel like you know Christmas doesn't start till uh, Hans Gruber falls off Yokotama Plaza. So right. uh, it's one of those so things. we've started. We did last year. We're going to do this tradition maybe one more year, but um, do the, uh, we go to Buenos Aires? We order oh, up yeah. Buenos Aires, get some empanadas, and then that way we have yeah we do. And then the next day we make empanadas. Yeah, buddy. And, and that way, and then we make meatloaf on Friday. Then Friday and Saturday we have meatloaf. It's like, it's like a, it's like a meat festival. <laughs> Just meat all the time. Meat festival. Yeah. Now, but come Thursday will be Thanksgiving here, so we're gonna host. I'm actually going shopping tomorrow to get everything. Um, but like, where do you shop? Where do I shop? Kroger's. I go to Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. Kroger, I mean. Because Paul is picking up. We've now, this this is the real payoff for this. We 
we sat down for, we sat down to Big Bad Breakfast this morning, put together our order for Walmart, uh-huh. and we're picking it up tomorrow. <laughs> that is such a sweet thing, not having it, because it's like elbow yeah. to elbow, people like oh, yeah. pissed at each other. Yeah. Well, that's what she wanted to do. And I was like, hey, I get off at work at two anyways. I was like, just make me a list tonight or tomorrow. And they just send it to me. And then when I get off work, I'll just go do it. Because the Chiefs are playing tomorrow night. So I, didn't, I knew I didn't want to go So you want to go night. while the Chiefs are playing? No, I'll have it done while it's just me and the stay-at-home moms in the uh, in the grocery store. Old retired people. Yes. And I can, I'm big enough. I can elbow shove them away. Like, get away from that turkey. So, But I'm more about the sides. I don't give two shits about the turkey. Turkey's all right. Like, do you make a turkey on Thursday? Uh, yep. Okay. And and by I, I mean yes, Mo does. Right, I <laughs> as in the royal eye. Somebody with turkey. I tower. I do make a cranberry sauce. I make a homemade cranberry sauce. I do like that. That is what I do. I do okay. the I do the potatoes. I'm impressed as well. by that. I hate cranberry sauce. My dad likes the shit that comes out in the can, and he actually has with a, the slice. He actually has a fancy cranberry sauce cutter that's like super decorative and he only pulls it out for christmas and thanksgiving and he always jokes like, I like this this is the one thing i'm going to inherit whenever he's dead when you're <laughs> do not you make the because they it's a gelatin like, oh it's like he, he's like i want it with the ridges and everything like open it and like poke a hole in the box so it slides out and just slice that bitch up and then it's all ridges your and dad, everything your dad is very cool <laughs> i'm more about the uh I do like the sandwich the next day, though. I like that. With you know, the turkey. Kind of like the with the, the Earl of Sandwich kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I do that. I do prefer that. That is very good. But day of, I'm just like, give me some wine. Give me a good charcuterie board. Yeah. I don't care about the turkey so much. I like It's just, all about family. Yeah, that. But just like, I'm the sides guy. I love sides. And then give me So food. what's your favorite side? We've talked about this. Uh, all gratin potatoes. Nice. That's yeah. a good choice. Au gratin, scallop, same thing. Or not same thing, but like that style. Yeah. Of, not exactly the same thing. Not but, exactly. But in, the, but in the family. The scalloped the scalloped potato area. Like this is the only time where you like, we'll have like four different types of potatoes on a plate. Yeah. Like no, not many times can you go like quad starch. It's <laughs> a lot same, of starch. At the same I'll be time. honest, diabetics probably shouldn't go quad starch. And you know, <laughs> yeah. but I love the, uh, the, the Southern podcast guy. And I, I don't, I don't remember his name. Super hilarious. Does the sec stuff. Oh yeah. 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 And, yeah, yeah. You know, he's the guy who said Maddie um, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, enough with the heat warnings. Uh, we, we, we already know, right. We're hip to that. Yeah. He was the guy who did that and you just go, yeah. Um, but he said, um, the seven rules of Southern Thanksgiving, he says, rule number one, bring what you say. Yeah. There's, there's no, no call on audibles. If you're bringing scalloped potatoes, bring scalloped potatoes. There's no, there's no variation. If you're bringing... Aunt May scalloped potatoes. Bring Aunt May scalloped. There's no audibles. See, and I'm and I I will add to that. Thanksgiving time is not the time to practice new recipes. Right, and that's what he said. No, no. Bring Aunt May's. You bring. Don't, yeah. don't bring something you read on the interwebs. <laughs> it may be better. It may not. Try that. It's some other time. Yeah. But no, you said Aunt May scalloped potatoes. Bring Aunt May scalloped potatoes. If, if no, you have, no if you, audibles if, in if, any way. If you have other family get-togethers and you make something then at once it's broken the threshold yeah then we find, then you can bring make that it, thing you brought at easter then you can make that again yeah, yeah. You he can't, said nothing new at thanksgiving he, his his closing line of that was 
do you want to be relegated to bring the ice next year? <laughs> so like the, the one time, so because number six is, I know you, you think that you don't need ice, but you need ice. Somebody needs to bring ice. Yeah. And it'll be the guy who, who didn't listen to rule one. <laughs> so the, <laughs> so like the first year, this is going to be our fourth year hosting at our house. So the first year, like we'd had some new stuff because, you know, we're hosting some new, new style, but like Mo has made, she makes a Patty LaBelle's mac, uh, macaroni and cheese. Like it's Patty LaBelle's recipe. It is the best worst thing for you in, in existence. Like it is so bad for you, but it's one of the greatest. Things. I love a good sort of bougie mac and cheese. This is what turned me in from like, from like a boring, like, Mac and cheese that you scoop and like soupy, I guess not soupy, but to like a casserole that you like, you block it off and right. square and almost like a lasagna. So my buddy Aaron, Aaron the first, Aaron the first, he, um, he makes a very dry mac and cheese that is not not tons of cheese, mm-hmm. but it's like yeah, 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 but it's like that, yeah. and you just go, it's crunchy almost. On yeah. Top. Oh yeah, yeah. That cr- yep. That, it, that exactly uh, what this is what turns me go, on. That. Yep. Yeah, and you just go, damn. Okay. Listen, I like creamy mac and cheese too. It's like spooning out of a boon, uh, yeah. spooning out of a boo, 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 <laughs> spooning out of a bowl. I yeah. like that too, but uh, to be honest with you, I like the other more. I like that for like, um, like an like an easy Tuesday lunch right. kind of thing. I mean, the hamburger and then I have mac and cheese. Yeah, like a hot dog, a ball game kind of thing. Yeah, that. But like the the new like casserole style, not new, but it's like to me new to you, new to me for past five years now Patty like that is now boom that is wish i knew that is, is it, it. who's zooming who is that is that patty labelle i wish i knew a patty labelle song and i can hear her voice but mm-hmm. i can't hear her voice singing an actual patty labelle song um so that's a fail as a music guy um so <laughs> so we were i was originally this weekend gonna put up christmas stuff um, we yeah just, it is uh you promised christmas stuff i feel like uh you violated rule one so we're going to do that, but then we called an audible at the end because we knew like June and everybody was coming in. So she, like Mo didn't want to have Christmas stuff up with her yet. Okay. But like have, Fair enough. have her like experience like Christmas for Christmas time and then Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, no. Thanksgiving stuff. So you, you put up a big turkey leg on your top of your house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be next Friday. Put Patty up on yeah, your roof? Yeah. So I'll, uh, and I'll have more time. Because we'll have a four-day weekend. and Four-day weekend. So Friday, Saturday, I'll, I'll get the stuff up, torn down, and put up. So Cool. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, what, what do you all do on Thanksgiving? So it's just Paul and I. Um, so we're just hanging uh, hanging around. I'm working all weekend. Mm. Surprise. Two projects. Yeah. When you're running two projects, four days that you don't have to deal with other deal with people. Yeah. Yeah. I got, oh, trust I, me. I know. I got 500 project tasks to do. And so I will scratch four of those off the list. <laughs> so I, I know you don't care anything about football. So you won't care about any of the, uh, Auburn, Alabama. You'll watch, watch the iron, the iron bowl, I guess. Yeah. Well, my high school team got eliminated this weekend, so I will not be watching the mm. championship seven. A they lost 42, to nothing. Oof. Chicago. You, you just didn't lose. You, you lost, lost. They got bounced. Yep. Uh, Bryant won. Um, Congratulations. Forget who they're playing. Somebody who lost. Um, 
Yeah, they beat Rodgers. So they might actually be playing Conway again to go to the this will be the so semifinals. semifinal will be Conway. Yeah, because I I, I was Conway I was wrong. Ball. I was wrong. I thought Conway was a, was a two seed. It was they were the three seed. That'll teach them a lesson. So wouldn't they have to be a four seed to play the one seed? Fucked up. It, it's, it's Arkansas. It, you guys don't. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to act surprised like you guys don't act like you know understand. I, I, might, I might have got that wrong as well. Okay. I'll have to, have to look. I Somebody don't, is going to be looking up how see, seedings work in the, Arkansas. Well, no, the, the, the bracket that I saw, they were on the same side of the bracket. As so they us. have to be a four seed. So, yeah, I just I didn't think they would be a four, though. But They had but, an uh, embarrassing loss to Brian, I heard. They did. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. But uh, it was... Uh, It was what my mind just went blank. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, something happened yesterday to me and Mo that was uh, quite interesting. We were involved. I guess Friday night. We were involved in a high speed chase in Bryant. What do you mean involved? Like so, we went about five thirty or so. We're like, let's go get some dinner. I was like, what do you want? She's like, how about a burger? I was like, all right, cool. So you want? So you want David? She's like, you know where I want to go. I was like, oh, you want Whataburger? She's fully on Whataburgers. Yeah, I saw your Whataburger, which is in a strip mall. Yeah, it's a strip mall, like in a corner. Yeah. It's not like the standalone. It's not a standalone. So we go there, uh, and we we pull up to our gate, and Highway 5 going into Bryant, like the way we had gone, is just like standstill, and you can see all the way down Highway 5. Like, it's just half a mile of car. So I pulled on my map real quick, and it's just like deadlocked. Like, all right, shit. Like, I'll just take a right, go down Highway 5, back on the highway, and you know, go around like a mile out of the way, hit it faster. We're going on that weird, like roundabout area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I see a work truck with its lights off, just barreling down the sidewalk. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I wonder what's up with that. Like, that's weird. Like, I mean, he's like scooting, but lights off and he fucking jumps the curb right behind us, like almost hits us hits the other curb on the roundabout and just keeps going. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then a, like two cop cars are coming around the roundabout, blues and twos going, chasing after them. And I was like, oh shit, like we were like, that's a fucking high speed chase kind of thing. And I was like, that guy doesn't know how bad the traffic is that he's about to be, <laughs> that he's about to hit. He's about, he's about stopped. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, I don't. He was scooting because <laughs> he thought he'd get out there and be safe. <laughs> oh, it was. Get buried. It was deadlocked. Stopped. Um, yeah, but it was like, it was a little like, hate like weird because I was like, what's going on? I don't, because I'm cruising. I was like, I don't know where I need to go. I'm like, you've been on the road where it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's curbed up and you're, it's a roundabout. You can't go anywhere. No, it would be a tough spot to be jumping curbs. And he, stra- it's, and he straight up. I mean, you'd have to have a pretty big truck to be able to even make it. Like if I would. I don't know that you and you would be able to make it over those curbs I, 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 without I, damaging your car. Yeah, I would damage something. So he was in like a big Ford truck, but it was a it was a white truck with like a yellow light bar on top of it. So it was road department. It was some a sort road of road department, some sort of city truck. Like it was fucking that. So it might have been stolen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got to be stolen or something. But it was wild, and I was like, "Damn, we almost got t boned by this truck." And then, my like, goodness, you weren't. Although maybe you would have stopped the the. So I'm assuming he stopped because I looked at the Arkansas mug shots thing and I think I found the one that was that was his. This is his? Yeah. So it was, was uh, a dude? It was yeah. it was a guy. 
Yeah, let me see where I got pulled up. It's wow. Uh, Look at you being all in the story and stuff. Yeah. Did it, did it mention you by name? No, but it kind of looks like me a little bit. <laughs> That's a good look. Yeah. It does look like you a little bit. So, uh, all right. Yep. That was, uh, I believe that was it because I, I went by like county and that was the only one that was involved in police pursuit and fled. So like, that's gotta be it. It's gotta be it. That or, does. or, or he got away and that's somebody else. Right. So it's just, there's a lot of fleeing yeah. going on. Is there a lot of fleeing down there, but it was crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. But then there was another, another wreck on 30 in the service road. So from our house to Whataburger and back took us right at an hour. And normally it takes what like fuck? 15 five, minutes. Yeah, I was just about to say five, 10 minutes. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was the Waterburger super, super busy at this point. It doesn't look super No, it's convenient. not super. No, we're like the, I think, I think Friday was the longest we waited. And we, it moves. Okay. And we, we waited maybe five minutes. Doesn't move Dave's burger fast, but it moves. It was pretty quick. But they, util, they utilized double lanes. They did. The other place has double, double lanes. Like it has yeah, two, lanes? two lanes at the take and then two lanes up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and they'll, but it doesn't move super fast. I'm trying to think where. The one, some, Brian, the one Brian does. Right. Yeah. And I always seem to pick the right lane. Like not the right one, but the correct lane that just moves the fastest. Because you're a genius. I know. But the, I, I do the opposite of McDonald's though. Like I, I'm to the point now, I need to start picking the longer lane at McDonald's, and it always goes faster. Like it does seem that the longer lane, like goes the shorter, faster. the shorter lane in McDonald's, like somebody always gets, gets up there ordering Man. seventeen different. Well, well, not even that, things. but like, but like I remember. So like, you ever been to like a drive-through and then you can see like the person's order in front of you, right? So I'm looking and see what they're ordering. What the fuck did and you like, order? And like they're taking stuff off and changing stuff. I'm like. Yeah. Yo, like I know at some point everybody goes to McDonald's for the first time at one point. Today ain't the day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you know what they have. Well, they got mediocre burgers at best. They got good right. fries and they've got chicken nuggets that might not be chicken. Like choose one or three chicken. options. No, it's nobody mean it's might like, not be chicken. Like they have good Coke. They have really good Coke. They have really good Coke. I mean, really, you should only go, you should order two fries and you should order a, a, a Coke. That's all you should order ever. Um, I don't know what they put in. I do. They've magicked the blend of the soda. It's a different blend than anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah. And it is just the perfect blend. It's a little bit more syrup. And like, I, to me, here's the thing. Everybody raves over Sonic Ice. I don't like Sonic's ice. It's take, it takes up too much volume. What the fuck is wrong with you? I like McDonald's ice because it has the, it has a crescent on one side and flat on the other. I think that's I the, like the McDonald's I ice. Like the, I but think that's Sonic's the, ice is, it is the perfect ice. I always get light ice at Sonic because it, it takes Well, that's fine. Much. Get light ice. It takes but up it too much. But it never melts. It never it's melts like, because it's, the whole cup is just ice. It's too much ice. Perfect ice. Too much ice. It's too much ice. McDonald's ice is nice. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's it's a close second, or it's a, it's a clear <laughs> second. But um, although, you know, Chick-fil-A ice, and I know you never eat a Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A ice is really, really good as well. There was one place that we went to. Um, it was, I, what's... Like, what would Chipotle be considered? It's not fast food, but it's like... It's fast food. It's like a weird Stop hype. Stop it. No, it's no, fast no, food. It, like, if it doesn't Let's have, not act like it's if it, bougie if it doesn't have a If it doesn't have a drive-thru, it can't be considered fast food or something like that. I, I, anyways, we went to some place, and they had, like, tube ice, and I've never seen that before. Like, it was like little straws. 
little tiny like little so like, like the cube because that's all that's all sonic ice is they just cut it shorter so imagine sonic ice but longer tubes longer tubes but hollow so it's actually like a straw that's kind of fucked up. It was. It's, it was it's cool. like the straws that are actually um, noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Imagine noodle straw made of ice, but cut up. Like I, f- I wish I knew what place it was. Man, game changer of ice. Yeah, no. It was really good. See, whoever's working on that, <laughs> that's making the world better. It is. It yeah. is. I uh, I do love the Sonic Ice, but now I'm going to have to stop and get some fries on the way home. I had a really light dinner. I. Ate, Big bad breakfast. I had red eyed yeah. gravy and biscuits. Wait, you had what? Red eyed red eyed gravy and What's biscuits. What's red eyed gravy? It's um, it's like a brown gravy, um, like really uh, liquid gravy, and with bacon and onions. Never had red eyed gravy. Oh, I never heard that before. Okay, that's got to be a southern thing, right? It's got oh, totally a southern okay. thing. They don't, <laughs> they don't really do biscuits and gravy up north, but um, uh, and then I had uh, the. Uh, and a skillet and Paula had her. So we, we just, I took her out to breakfast. She was going to go to delicious temptations mm. and, but we decided at the last minute she wasn't hungry. So we, we didn't go there. Then we went walking in the Bass Pro shop. This red eye sounds good. I've just looked it up. It is very good. It so was, it's a, it's a thin sauce often seen in cuisine in the Southern United States and associated with country ham. Yeah. It was bacon. They did bacon, but ham and then like some onions. And it's like a, Sweet savory sauce. Mm. Oh, really good. So, mm. like, like, come. You like mashed potatoes? Love mashed potatoes. Gravy on mashed potatoes. Yeah, fuck w- yeah. White or brown? Um, yes, but brown. <laughs> y- yes, I'm pro gravy. I think you should know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I prefer brown gravy. I think it depends on what it's the other going things with. with so, like, if with. it is a uh, chicken fried steak, white, or white. Yes. yes, chicken products is always white. Yes. But if it's a, um, let's say it's a meatloaf, then I like brown gravy. I'll go, go brown. Yeah. Any sort of beef or meat, yep. other protein, yeah. great. Like, I've never had poutine. I did when we saw, I've had it once at Four Quarters Bar and Grill. I've heard they've got good poutine. Uh, I don't know. I did not particularly, I was not overwhelmed by it. And I was told it was bad poutine when we saw the Cleverly's. Oh, okay, had, okay, okay. And I went, I'll be honest. Um, it sort of fell into the category for my Springfield friends yeah. of the um, horseshoe, which is toast, fries, hamburger patties, and then a, like a Vel- uh, Velveeta cheese sauce over the top. Oh. It's a specialized yeah, cheese yeah, sauce. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, and I've heard, I mean, gravy, first of all, I'm going to eat gravy on anything. And then like the cheese curdy things, like, but with nut breaded. And then it was like, eh, too much. <laughs> I told it you wasn't very good. I, and, I, and they said, well, they must not do a good one. And I said, or maybe you guys just made something that just kept fucking adding shit until it sucked. We need to, <clears throat> we need to talk to Mark T. I bet he's yeah, Mark T. Probably Charlie knows like, how to do it right. They probably guess and they they know the right. I mean, Mark T. Smart. Yeah, <laughs> but I also, trust Mark T. Mark T. Would guide me right on this. Like he he's our, our, our he's, good he's, Cana- he's, yeah our good, our good Can- Canadian friends would sort <laughs> me right. They're they're turning over or they're they're rotating in their chair or whatever. Yeah, and they're going. You didn't have good poutine, and I think I'm probably right. There was a uh, there but was the a- one at Four Quarters. Which is, for the record, a bar in the North Little Rock side of Little Rock. Yeah. Probably not a great spot to have your opening poutine. There was a uh, the Cleverly's on the other hand, <laughs> fucking rocked. When we were in Oakland, 
I forget if it was on the Oakland side or the San Francisco side. There was a poutine truck or like food truck. And the line was ridiculous. So I was like, all right. So food trucks always make me think that they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Especially if there's like, there was a um, pierogi <laughs> food mm. truck downtown Indianapolis uh, when I worked in the high rise down there. And people go, that can't be any good. And I'm saying, yeah, you're right. No good. Don't go. You should no go there. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad telling him that. Yeah. Because it was fucking banging. That's like the. Like, uh, but I didn't want to wait in line. Like you start telling people shit's good, you're gonna have to wait in line. Here in Little Rock, I don't think they're around anymore. But uh, there was a dumpling place, Slanders Dumpling. No, no, this this was another one. This was uh, okay because that one's really good. This was like a a Mongolian dumpling place. Oh, that and it good. was and the sauce that they had, oh, oh. game changer. Because Slanders is really good, and they're still around. You can still find them at time yeah. to time. So they're always at the um, always at the uh, soccer game. Yeah, I know, I know they're always in that. They thing. used to be just outside where Mo and I worked. They yeah. used to be just across the bridge, but then they <clears> moved. <throat> now it's a Christmas tree thing. I'm not going to eat a Christmas tree, like a like a little Debbie Christmas tree thing. No, I mean, no, like a Christmas tree, like where uh, you hang ornaments. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were, you're talking about like a real thing. No. I thought we were talking about food. Stuff. I'll eat a Christmas tree, like a little Debbie's Christmas tree. I don't yeah. like them, but I'll eat them. I've eaten worse things. For Take that back. I don't like them. <laughs> I'm not a little Debbie's fan. Period. We <laughs> so me and Steve we're, we had a. I sent you the donut. Did do you don't ever get texts from me? <laughs> I'm always surprised. Did you see that? Hertz had a oh, little Christmas yeah, tree with a giant donut right. thing on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking about uh, me and Steve the, this past week. We're outside having a cigar, doing whatever, and we we're watching like a YouTube channel that we like. And they always do like these golf things where they got to eat like between the three of them, they have to eat like 30 tacos in is nine it, holes and, but also hit that, under like 500. Is that page Spurlack or whatever? No, it's a it's Bob does sports, oh, okay. but they did another I one. I don't watch any of the golf stuff. They did another one. I just like, know that page will occasionally pop up. On oh my yeah, yeah. 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 That the lady the got, super hot yeah. golfer check. I think she actually was with them, but they didn't do like a food thing. But, um, Steve was, beautiful, though. Steve was talking like we should do one. Like we have to eat like three boxes of little Debbie stuff, but we have to call it like the big Deborah challenge or something. Right. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I would not participate. I don't. Oh, I don't that's, like, and that's what I was telling him. I was like, I was like, bro, like you fucking, back. like you have to take insulin to live. <laughs> right. I don't think that's the but best. You understand with Steve, that's not necessarily a problem. Although he would put on a little weight for that. Um, because he, I mean, he's just strictly on insulin at this point. So it's a replacement thing for him. For me, it's like, I'm, it's a different thing. So for him, he's just got to take enough insulin. He just got a jack full of. (laughs) Just jack full of insulin. That's fine. (laughs) Got to take a couple of It's like your body will just produce a bunch of insulin. His body produces none. None. So he's just got to inject himself on that. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're prime, like, every time we go to the store, like I always see them and I don't need them. I want them. Don't need them. Haven't got them. So that's, that's the, the tough challenge. Like I'll eventually come Christmas time. I'll get like, I know Mo will get me a box for Christmas and, and stuff, but that's uh, nice of her. she likes you. Apparently she does. I'm, I'm, I'm a winner, I guess you're a winner. You did win that. <laughs> the, um, yeah, we, uh, we went to Sam's a couple of weeks ago and there was huge, like 500 pack of those or something. 
and you just go, why in the earth would you need that many of those? I guess like if you were at school or something. Having said that, we constantly have snacks at the office. I took a hundred of the little mini donuts from uh, oh, she was telling me about sugar llamas. Sugar llamas, like she and she was all like, "How have you?" And she was telling me about it. it's like, "Hey, like I know we've talked about this at one point because it's right next door to game the goblins. Game goblins, yeah." She's like, "You've never seen it." It's like, "I know I've talked about it." Hell, it's like, "Have you been in there?" I've never been in there, but I know we've oh, talked about it. Some so good. So is it is it donut holes or just mini donuts? They're little mini donuts. Like, have you ever been to the state fair where they have the little and they have the little machine that puts them in there and well, then like, they I, go I love, down and I then love they like flip the over. Donettes, like the the powdered yeah, donut things, it's like, like that. Except for they're they're a little fluffier. They're mm. a little less uh, dense, mm. so they're a more fluffy donut. And then they put they they don't overwhelm it like Hertz like does. Hertz okay. They just put a little stuff on top. Like the the bacon one is like. Like uh, caramel on top of it, and then they sprinkle some bacon on top of it, and because they're so fluffy, you can eat fifty. Trust. <laughs> People are going. I've eaten eight of them, and I said, I know. I seen you eat. I saw you ate. Eat all eight. Because you just go and you pop one in your mouth, and then you see. And that's what's eight thousand dollars. That's what's dangerous about food that is one bites. Like you're not. I feel like you're not yeah. getting. You're not being satisfied. No, so you have thing. 25 of them. And then you just feel like utter shit. It's what's the and problem the, with White Castle. <laughs> Man. So we, one bites? So we were talking uh, the other day because they're building like this weird structure by our house. And they're not, there's no signage of what it's going to be. Space laser? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we think it's going to be one of those squirrel gas stations. It's what we think it's going to be. A squirrel gas station? Yeah, have it's you a seen, gas station for squirrels? Have you seen that? No, it's like a squirrel no. brand. It's like S-Q-U-R-L, but it's like a weird geometric it's thing. It's not a Bucky's. So that's what, it, when I when they first came out, I thought it was like a knockoff Bucky's, but they're just like a general convenience store. But what's weird is like, there's no, there's no gas pumps being like buried. So it might just be like a straight convenience, store. straight convenience bodega kind of thing. Huh? I'm not sure. But we were talking about like, Bryant has some really good food options, but there's a few things that we're missing that I wish we had. Like Chiba Hut for sure. We both love Chiba. I'll send you I'll send you our Chiba. Hut. You don't eat it. Do you never you don't I hate it. Chiba. Hut. What is wrong with Chiba? I think it's I think it's low level okay. I think it's what? on the verge of not being okay. What do you Spices think? are off for me. I don't <clears throat> what do you like what do you what is a better sandwich place for you? Um for me. There's a couple places back in Springfield. I, no, no, no. I no. I'm, saying, I'm saying like here. Here? I like Potbelly better. Oh, Potbelly is good. I, I agree with you on that one. Potbelly is good. Um, probably Potbelly is it. I mean, okay. Jimmy John's is whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of another sandwich place that's Jersey better. Mike's. Jersey Mike's is okay. I like Jersey's. I like Chiba. I don't like Subway anymore. Subway's ugh. I get Garbage. Subway when Jay goes out. Like we we have to. We I work so I have meeting to meeting all through the day, and so at some point, oh, people well, throw so. money on the table and say, <laughs> "Who can bail from the next meeting? And go get us food, <laughs> and or we'll it. order DoorDash to come yeah. into the office, yeah. right?" And Subway will get on that list. Um, not a not a favorite of mine. I agree, but I, I was saying like I, I wish Bryant had that, but also for this, like people either love it or hate it. There's no in between. But I'm a big Jack in the Box fan. I like Jack in the Box. Like, I, I wish I that. wish Little Rock in a lot, general. A lot had of Jack different options that are Man. really varied. Yeah, that's what I love about Jack in the 24 Box. Twenty four hours as well. I believe. Twenty four hours. But I also like 
their burgers aren't are, and then they have the they have a lot of different the, options. I really like the tacos. I agree. Tacos are way different, like a lot of different options. Like, first of all, che- Cheesecake Factory of, <laughs> right, like so many options. Too many options, yeah. Too many options. But the options are, much like the Cheesecake Factory, are so different yeah. that you can really have such a different experience. Unlike McDonald's, where you're going to have a burger, or you're going to have a burger, or maybe a burger. <laughs> right? You're, you're having something from that basic class. Yeah. And uh, the great part about, um, plus the commercials are fucking banging. Oh, yeah. I just like the fact that, I mean, it is. I mean, sh- it, it is. It's so stoner. It's baked. straight stoner food. I mean. <laughs> just so basic. They know, they know their base, and they hit that criteria for the base. Right. I'm really surprised that, and I'm sure it's because there's probably not jack-in-the-boxes on the West Coast, but I'm really surprised that Snoop Dogg doesn't advertise for him. Snoop Dogg is now giving up the smoke. Have you? Did you see that? What? Have you not seen that? Oh, it's time for me to start smoking again. Yeah, he said like I Friday. I should say that on, on Friday. public air. <laughs> he said like Friday, he's giving it up. What's wrong? Why? why? Uh, he, he know, Health-wise. He didn't say anything. He's like, it's, I'm, you know. Time to grow up? I don't know. Like it's. I'm fascinated by that. I need another reason. Yeah, there's. It's that's all it said. Was he's like I'm giving up the smoke because I've been looking, uh, not looking into, but I've been seeing a ton of advertisement for Delta Eight, Delta Nine, which mm-hmm. is the THC gummy stuff, which isn't is legal conceptually, although you still fail a drug test, which doesn't work for me. But you're starting to see all of this sort of changing of the environment on yeah. this stuff, and yeah, um, it's really. I mean. Through Facebook, you're starting to see, and which is the only social I do, because I don't do X or yeah. Twitter. I don't do any of that stuff because there's, to be honest with you, too much politics on all that stuff and nonsense, and I just well, zero I, desire for any of that. I, I read an interesting article today on ESPN, and the Eagles just let go of a guy who hasn't played with them for 30 years. Yep. Like it just got lost. I saw a headline on that. So. So I was reading up like, oh, what? Did they not watch their own roster? So the, I was like, how did they forget about him? Or was he like just, because I know like some people. Were they paying him? No. So I, I know like some teams keep people on, on not payroll, but healthcare. on the thing for the health care, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, maybe it was that. Read the article and he was, he was like the number 14th overall pick. And he only played one season because he popped, he popped positive for marijuana. And this was back. 30 years ago. So 93, 94. The the environment was a lot different. So it was a lot different now. And so he went and played for Canada for like seven or eight years and played XFL as well. But it's just like, it's so interesting how just still pop positive for marijuana. Yeah. But like you don't get a full year suspension with it anymore. What do you get now? Um, actually, I think in NFL, they don't test anymore. I think that was one of the... You don't test for marijuana? One, I think that was one of the new... Rules. One of the new things in the uh, new uh, PA it's, thing. I mean, you see all these gruesome injuries, and you see... I mean, he's uh, not to... Uh, you know what? You see all these gruesome injuries. I mean, the pain management oh, has got to yeah. be brutal for these guys. And they'll guys. just... You know, I mean, that's somebody who had a problem with painkillers and opiates. Yeah, it's fucking easier to get that than just a... Mm-hmm little bit of bud or whatever like tell you what like as bad as i've felt on the opiates i don't feel any as bad as when when i do the other so it's totally 
I I understand, but like it's just crazy seeing how drastic difference. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, I know thirty years is a long time. Thirty like, years is a long time. That's a long, long time. It's almost your full life. It's almost that's that's more than three quarters of my life. You think it's eighty percent, like the number of races <laughs> Verstappen is one? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a big percentage. It was. It's, it's only funny to you and I since we you've erased the eight minutes we argued about. That's F1. what's crazy. Like I wish I never. Really, really, I, I want to know what the, what the first nine minutes was. It was right. Arguing. I is told a, you to keep it. Arguing is a tough word. It was. It was a good debate. It was a debate. No, it's what you and I do. Yeah, it's like, what we do. It's like <laughs> fuck. Right. It was we, me making fun of F one and you defending it, and then you making fun of NASCAR and me defending it <laughs> irrationally. But then we both making fun of racing in general. In, in general. Calling racing bore. I see us as those two old crotchety dudes that are on like the Muppet show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, that's just what next it is. Year. Next year. I see it next year. That's our uh, 2024 aspiration. Getting that's, good balcony seats so we can argue in the balcony. So um, this week. I enjoy that. To be honest with you, I enjoy debating with you. Oh, I do too. Because you'll argue back with me. A lot yeah. of people won't. Oh, I, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but they won't. They, uh, whatever. I won't discuss with you. I mean, I pick and choose battles kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we spent the fall of picking and choosing battles, yeah. dude. Um, but speaking of balconies, so the um, Arkansas Symphony Orchestra. I've, yeah. become, I've become a big fan of that. I've always been yeah, a big fan of, of that. Yeah, always told me that. But uh, last week, they released tickets for the thing that we did for Star Wars. They're doing Harry Potter, the first oh, movie. Cool. And doing the thing. So and I was like, I was like, I want to do boxy. But she went to, she got box seats for uh, the six play, which was about the six wives of King Henry the eighth and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to do box seats. So I was like the second they came out, logged on there. Boom. Gone. All, all auto, the box seats are gone automatically for the Harry Potter thing. But they're like a hundred bucks each. And I was like, Oh, I don't. Mm. Oh no. They're still out there. No, they were. So I just, you they can sold see, out. you can see what the price was and it was, it was out. But like the the Star Wars tickets I got were twenty bucks a pop. These yeah, still Harry. down below were like ninety bucks. I'm like, damn! Like you're telling Harry me Potter. that Harry Potter is more popular than Star Wars? Yeah, I don't know. But but they're also only doing one show as opposed to four, so that might be the difference. But yeah, I was I was kind of not upset. I was like, damn! I really wanted to see that, but uh, you know, oh well. I guess I'll just have to you know listen to John Williams score and some other way. John Williams could score. He was a scorer. He was a player. Players player. <laughs> Players play. <laughs> Speaking of like fast food that we're doing, have you done Fazoli's yet on market? So Fazoli's was actually up in Springfield. So there was a Fazoli's. Up. You knocked your mic down. Oops. <laughs> knock my, my thing. Mic down. <laughs> Let me get it in my face. Fazoli, there was a Fazoli's in Springfield. Um, and we did Fazoli's in Springfield. Um, so I've done a Fazoli's. I've not done this Fazoli's. Were you a fan of it? <clears throat> it's good, fast food Italian. We, same. We had one in Independence by my house. I mean, with Beth, Casey. Loved it. And then when we got one here, I was like, oh, I was so excited and tried it. And like, it was, mm. it was better than I, th- it was better than I remember. But like. I was like, I don't know if it's going to be an everyday thing because it's like a lot of food, like it's heavy. It's I like, don't, I don't want pasta at noon. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's a, it's a lot. But it was like, damn, like I'm glad we got this option again. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice option to have. Really, 
we have weird pasta options in Little Rock. The the Italian scene is not that good here. So there's a couple high end restaurants of which I've eaten at. I've I've DoorDash from one and it's okay. Which it's, which one? Um, like Bruno's or no? We've not eaten at Bruno's because we had trouble getting into. Because I know I know we got Bruno's and I know we got Graffiti's. Graffiti's is the one. Graffiti's okay. I know. We, I, and it that. it represents it prices itself like a decent Italian place, yeah. and it was okay. It was good, but it was just <clears throat> understand where Paul and I come from. Heavy heavy Italian influence, right? We've eaten on the hill in St. Louis, which is one of the great Italian places, you know, outside of New York or um, or Chicago. And I have eaten a ton in Chicago. Yeah. So I've eaten at great Italian places. And so um, the hill is just equal to New York. So if you eat at the Italian places down in, you know, up in St. Louis, it, it's amazing. What's your, what's your go-to? Do you have like a go-to Italian dish? <clears throat> I really like a good um, beef ravioli. Um, a beef ravioli or an angel hair. Um, Alfredo with Alfredo sauce. You, you more cream sauce and tomato sauce? I, I mix them up. I actually, if I get a choice, I will have blended. I'll have half pink sauce. Half. Yeah, pink uh, sauce. I, I do like a pink sauce. With with uh, with meat in it, if possible. Some people uh, will look at me strange and like, want to <laughs> like, punch me in the like face. Like ragu doesn't go with. Right, exactly. Don't, and, mi- don't mix the cream with the gravy. Right, exactly. Um, but, and so, but yes. And St. Louis with the toasted ravs, mm. um, I will make a meal just of mm. toasted raviolis. Love if they're done, toasted. if they're done well with a really good um, meat sauce, as you say, yeah. um, gravy, um, I'll, I'll eat fifty of those. Love. One bites, you know, bam, 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 bam. Um, but yes, yeah, we and we go back to the <clears throat> the one bite stuff. Like, man, yeah. those, the one bite things are dangerous. Like, I you, know you just. you're talking you're talking you're drinking you're drinking and then suddenly what the fuck happened to the four appetizers of of toasted raviolis that's why i like like buenos aires so well is because the empanadas like there's a little work involved though like that in itself is a full meal is a meal oh no we'll we will order um We'll have just empanadas on Saturday. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we'll have them for lunch. Yeah. And then I will eat them again for dinner. I was actually thinking last week, I was like, man, I need, like, I had a craving for Buenos Aires. I wanted that chimichurri. Oh. I wanted the steak. I just I needed that in my life. So I was like. I need to figure out how to make a really good chimichurri. Or I just need to order uh, 500 gallons of their chimichurri. <laughs> that stuff has got to be good forever. Um, Three to six months, I think. I don't know because they use so much fresh parsley mm. in it that I don't think it will set yeah, well. It sets for a little bit. It'll become wilted, I would believe. At some believe. point. You might get, I would I say. I mean, Mo threw out the cupcakes at the office after like six days. I w- cupcakes I would, have got to be good forever. I would say, oh, so let me, I have a bone to pick with you, by the way. Probably. Let me say, uh, I was told Last week, she was going to make cookies for, like, birthdays for whatever. And mm-hmm. she was, like, making cookies and stuff. But then you changed the date to, I like, and I was looking forward to having She was going to make, 
more cookies for me. She didn't make them in December. Yes, but like we, she got the stuff to make them that week, and then the day that I went to pick up the stuff is when you change the thing to December. And I was like, you know, you can still make them, right? She's like, oh, I don't want you to get burned out. I was like, that is literally impossible for me to get burned out on your cookies. What happened was was, I I didn't tell anybody else, but about four (laughs) people that we were doing the cookie thing in November. And then I didn't tell the other 25 people that we were going to do the cookie thing in November. And so uh, I can tell mm-hmm. her she still has to make cookies, but oh, she, no, she, she knows that it, it just got she pushed She just back. doesn't, she doesn't but listen to me. I was, I, no, she. You were going to get cookies last week. No, that was the thing. Like she said, it just got postponed and you're going to do it in December or whatever. And I was like, that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> no, funny enough, you're not the only person who was upset at me with that. Um, because they were going like, you told us this week. And I said, <laughs> I told four of you this week. Because what I, I had planned, what I had planned was she's going to make the cookies, but I was going to go get like some little pints of like Haagen-Dazs and cut it through the oh, thing. Oh, make ice cream cookies? And make ice cream cookies, yeah. Still going to do that in December. Oh, I still going. I on. think there's that they're still going to sell Haagen-Dazs in December. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that still. Still a good idea. So, But now she's going to make Her a, cookies, people go, her cookies can't be that good. And I said, dude, okay, don't eat them. It's one of the things where, like, she doesn't think they're as good as they are. I and I keep telling her, I was like, babe, these are the greatest things. They're great. I've ever, like, food-wise in general, of all the great stuff you make. She makes really good these food. Are the, good cook. These are the absolute best things you make. Like, these are stuff of legends for people who are friends of ours. Yep. Nigel. Uh, just, like, yeah. fucking everybody. No, I agree. Like, it's... It's on hollow ground if you get some of these. Yeah. It's, you've, you're, you've been touched you're by the in, goddess. You're in my debt forever if I gift you a bag of these fucking cookies. Right. <laughs> like, right. I keep been, telling her, like, how popular she is on the herfs. Yeah. But she doesn't believe me. Like, I'm telling you. Like. They're, no, they are they are exquisite. And, and uh, I coach, agree. With, coach named them more than one cookies. Like, it's just, because you can't, you got to eat more than one. It's just. <laughs> No, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. We, But I just hadn't given everybody enough time. Yeah. So. We've been super busy. Work's been just amazingly crazy. What's the thing? Is Avacyn makes the heart grow fond or whatever. So <laughs> now all this doing is just like making yes. <laughs> making me yearn for those those. those yeah, it'll, it'll build up the expectation, and then and then I'll find a reason to delay them to January. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like I, then that, You know what? Do it. Do it. The I'll, Here's the thing. I'll text you when they're done out of the oven. I'll text you to make sure you text her like, hey, we're going to postpone that. And I'll thank you. I have you. all of them. These are all mine now. <laughs> That's, I don't think I actually have the heart for that. that. <laughs> because she'll see me the next she would day be regardless. Pissed. Yeah, no, she would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I talked to her today about what we talked about last week about the cape thing when we have a disagreement or an argument and I'd put the, like the towel to be like, Oh look, now you're super pissed. And I asked her, I was like, how would that work? She was like, it all depends on how you do it. Like knowing you, you'll fuck it up <laughs> and you'll do it all condescending wise. Yeah. That would just make me kill you. I was like, okay, that's what I thought. So well, I we were like, actually talking about using humor. Um, it's being funny is, is first of all, it has to be part of your personality and it is yeah. part of your personality. But that's a, such a risky joke to tell oh in the moment. Yeah. You would really, you'd, it's You're, such a tightrope. You are betting on the cum more than anything you, ever. Oh, 
you but you need to roll a seven <laughs> or eleven. Just right. Like right. It, it was, really it's it's almost you you gotta roll snake eyes right here, babe. It would be that would be the thing where the house always wins. Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Yeah, there's so many factors that that would make it an automatic loser. Like if she was seriously in a bad mood and there was nothing you could do for it, it's just an automatic loser. Oh no! Like I would have to, I would have to know. Like I would be knowing the situation. It would it would be like a like a like a plus twelve hundred yeah. bet. <laughs> like mm. It was like if it works, payout's awesome. But more than likely, you're just gonna get boned. More than like, and it would be a bad. It would be a bad. Yeah. But I, I threw that in her corner today. We're talking about it. So she's like, you can try it. She's like, it would probably work, but all in how, all in how you do it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Because we were talking, we were, we we're starting to do development plans for next year. And one of the things they list is, is one of the skills is using humor. And I have people on my staff who don't use humor. They just, it's not part of their game. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, they always, you know, say, you know, what can I do to build using humor? And I said, do you use humor in any part of your life? Is it, is it part, are you a natural joke teller? Are you, you whatever? And they, no. Um, and I said, well, then are you going to try to build that in some way? Because to be honest with you. Um, can you teach somebody to be funny? And I've had people, there's a lady, actually a client who is now telling me you can teach anybody to do anything. Oh man, I don't know. That's a good, that's. And and she said, talking about humor in particular, she said, I've had people tell me you can't teach that. And said, there's well-documented cases. You can teach anybody to do anything. Yeah. And I said, the question is, including timing and all that stuff, because humor is, is about many things like Getting the moment, get tell be, the ability to tell the joke, but it's also about timing and reading the room, reading the room, and all those things. And she says you can teach people that. And I said, boy, there's some people who I've tried to teach that to, and I said, well, you know, it's. <clears throat> she was being critical of the ten thousand hour thing, and we were we were just having this incredible, interesting conversation about learning. And she said, I've had a ton of people tell me that you can't teach humor. And I just fully disagree with that. And I think you can just with, you know, you have to teach people. Man, so I, so here's how, where, here's where I fall on it. They get people onto Saturday Night Live all the time. Who are not funny. Who are not funny. And I feel like that comes across in their skits when they do that. But they have only had a week. Her point is you just got to put enough time in with them where you can teach them to be funny in their own way. But like look at, say, Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Not a comedian, but he's naturally... He's naturally... He's naturally funny, naturally gifted. He has... He's a class clown. He he can speak well. He could, you know, he, he does that. So whenever the writers write something for him, it comes off better. As opposed, like... Like, do you think, um, fuck, who's somebody, who's a serious actor you don't think of as funny? Like, um, who's the guy that, that was in Oppenheimer? Um, the Irish guy. He's in, my mind's blank. But like him, like. Did you just ask me a movie question? <laughs> That's fine. Um, good timing. Yeah, good timing. I'm trying to think of somebody who's, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, an amazing actor. Great. Could you could you put him in a comedy to be funny? 
I don't know him personally enough. He may be funny in his personal life, but let's assume he's like he is on the screen. And yeah. So super, super like serious, serious and, all the time. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can make somebody funny just off. I have a couple books that she recommended to me to talk about t- teaching people skills that they seem uh, incapable of. To me, because I I represented that there's some things that you have to have, and one of them for humor is just to be serious about this because I think both of us are sort of naturally humorous. Yeah. Um, is you have to have the ability to read the room. This is the underappreciated part about being funny in the moment. Now, like Nate Bergazzi, who is a comedian, Mm -hmm. understand that being funny in the moment is completely different than being a comedian. Mm -hmm. Being able to tell a joke, to time it out of the room, is different than being able to sit down and have a conversation with you and be funny in the moment. Two different things, right? So I'm not talking about being a comedian because, to be honest with you, I have no fucking idea what's involved in that. Yeah. Like to be Nate Bergazzi, who has that ability to tell jokes and write them, that's a different skill. I don't have that one. But the ability to be funny in the moment, to be the clever guy at a party, is really about reading the room, right? What's interesting to people, to be truly in the moment where you're being, you're being the funny one, it's about reading the room, have something interesting or funny to say, playing off somebody else or being the one that's being played off of is really about reading the room. And so I've taught people to read the room better, but I feel like you have to have that ability. She told me you don't and that you can teach it. And it's really an interesting point and something that I would like to read more in. Because one of the things I constantly work on is myself in areas where I'm not skillful. And it's a really interesting question. You know, what were the Beatles naturally gifted guitarists? Was is Jeff, was Jeff Beck just a naturally gifted in the musical sense? Or could that be taught? Or could, can anybody be taught to sing? Uh, yes. I, so I, I've actually seen stuff where <clears throat> anybody can be, can be taught to sing. Everybody has that capability. It's, it's all in how you contort your diaphragm and how you vocal. But at some vocal, point it has to. You, you're, you, get, you got to have some innate natural ability to but her point with. is you don't you can teach that the ability to get to this level so like on comedy stuff like again you and i we have two different types it's of natural humor. to us it's, it's two different We're types de- of humor. like you're you're definitely more of a stoic dry comedy yeah and i'm a, i'm that but like a little off but like like it's i know a little bit I, off yeah yeah i know like i have good charisma you do i don't think i could do like a type five stand-up Oh, I know I could. I like I could talk in front of people, but like if somebody wrote like a type I can five be for funny me, in, I, in a group. I, I don't think I could be good at that. But to be what Bergazi does, no, I couldn't do that. No, like a type five, I I, I couldn't do. <laughs> no, but I think that's a completely different skill set than being funny in these five chairs. Like we're sitting here, Tim's here, Mo's here, and we're laughing. Yeah, and I can drive that. Yeah, because I've proven that. Like I've, I have experience doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. And, and you can too. Cause I've seen you do it. I think, I think what like a good a telling good, a funny story, bouncing <laughs> off people, all that. Yeah. I think a good show would be like, you know, they have like a, like next comic or last comic standing or whatever. Yeah. Like they should take people who aren't naturally funny. Some people are just aren't naturally funny. Like they just don't know how to tell a story. They don't know like what we are talking about. Not reading the room not charismatic, all that kind of stuff, but then have people write for them and see if they can turn them work with them and then give them into a room of 
strangers that they don't know that they're not a comedian to yeah. see if they can flip the room. You know, the fine part is in a cigar shop. So I'm, we're going to go on vacation in December. We're going to go somewhere and sit down in a couple of cigar shops because that's what I like doing. Yeah. You sit with four strangers we're sitting, you know, where are you yeah. from, dude? Yeah. Woo, pig suey. And then sit down <laughs> and we'll have a two-hour conversation. And I feel like I've sat in enough scar shops from just my travels that you sort of refine that skill. Oh, like, yeah. You have like the, you have the stories, you know, that are like, right. okay, these are winners. Right. We're going to save this one. Not, you know, this, this isn't a first meeting story. This is, right. uh, this is more of like, okay, I've known you for six months. And right. then like, right. then you can get into the deeper stuff. Right. But like right. the first, the first few moments, yeah, it definitely does set the tone, right? But being comfortable and relaxed enough to tell a couple stories and realize that you can do that without um, being awkward, right? And we've I, <laughs> you and listen, I've been around people who don't know how to do that. But could the real question she's she was challenging me on it, and I like I said, super enjoyed the conversation. Is those people can be taught to be just as funny as you are because. There's this concept that we were talking about with using humor, which is I tell people to be authentic to themselves. If humor isn't your thing, be folksy. If folksy isn't your thing, be, you know, do you, be you. Because people will tell in a conversation if you're not. If you're not authentic. You're not authentic. Yeah. I hate when, I think it's an overused term, but I think if you're not being you, people know that. And they will be turned off by that because they know you're putting on an act when they figure it out. Now, sometimes you, they'll figure it out immediately because you're trying too hard. Sometimes they'll figure it out four meetings down the road or two years down the road if you're a real good actor. But most people aren't. See, and here's my point of view on that. Like, I grew up as a stage actor. You could probably do it. I grew up, the reason why I fought through a speech impediment was because I acted like I didn't. So, like, I I know I have that capability. But could I turn that into something else? Like, I don't know. Could you be like a corporate lawyer? What do you mean? Turn that into something else? Like, I I did debate in school. Love debate. Love debate team. Surprise, surprise. Um, Shocked. <laughs> and... <clears throat> Yeah, like, I don't know, like, could I, could somebody teach me something that I don't know and do, like, a 20 presentation TED Talk Why was dude crying? Uh, Oh, that was his first game. Did he won and he beat the Packers because he hates them as much as I do? His, no, Packers won a day. Got kicked the field to go at the end. Packers won? Yeah, Packers. Oh, they're playing. Oh, you know, uh, so the Browns quarterback that that was his first game starting. Oh, and then they won. They and beat they, the Steelers. And they beat the Steelers. Yeah. Sorry, Nigel. Yeah. And Scully. Yeah. And Big Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned not to text those guys because they just don't want to hear it. So, boom, kick that ball. But uh, yeah, like I. I feel like it all depends on the person too. You can teach certain subjects. Like her I, point was, you could teach everything. What is that, okay? What is what is something? Okay, here's a good idea. Well, could I like I'm being taught the game of golf, 
but I know I'm never going to be on a PGA level. But does that matter if I'm growing in small steps? I guess I, I guess I am being taught. I mean, really, it's a question of dedication and repetition, right? Could you be taught to be a PGA Tour pro? Probably no. could. Oh, I don't know. Probably could. Okay, kind of like, can you can you teach somebody how to cook? Sure. Somebody who doesn't know anything? Yeah, you can teach them how to do that. Can, can you, you teach them to be a... I can teach somebody to be a carpenter, so I can do that. I guess you can teach somebody to be a mechanic. Yeah. Singer. Uh, so I guess everything can, can you be... you teach me to sing like Adele? I think there, there's, there's certain... There's, there's going to be some caps. It's, right? it's kind of like with football. There's certain things you can't teach. You can't teach speed. You can teach how to get better at speed, how to box jump, how to get off the line better, <laughs> how to get whatever. You can teach somebody how to be, how to be so stronger. What did the dude say the other night? The one thing you can't teach is, in football... Is speed. That's size. You said the one thing you can't teach in football is size. He says, I can teach you to be faster. See, in size, you can always grow bigger, though. You can't get taller. You can't get taller. You can get wider. <laughs> you get a little bit wider. Uh, can't, can't, can't teach size was what he said. I, I don't know. See, I've, I, al- I've always heard you can't teach speed. So, I mean, I guess it's... You can get faster. You can't get Tyreek Hill, maybe, but maybe... No. Yeah, I guess that's the semantics. I guess... So, you're saying... I'm you fascinated can, with the concept. So, you're saying you can teach anybody anything. Yeah. That's what that was her point, and she recommended a couple of books, which I'm about ready to read. It's an interesting concept because there is, in some ways, there's this whole artistic group of skills: playing a piano, playing a guitar, that's, that's comedy. What that's what I'm just saying. It's like you can teach, like I can, I can play like Obviously Twinkle Little Little Star, but you could eventually teach me how to play a full concerto. Right. Conceptually, there's we've all bought into this premise that. There, there are some things that only certain people can do. Yeah. And her point was, there are some skills that come more naturally to others, yeah. right? Like, I definitely agree with that. Humor to me. Let just yeah. I'll be arrogant for a second. Humor comes very natural to me, but that just because it comes naturally to me doesn't mean that my ceiling for humor is higher than somebody who it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. Was the point she was making, and I was actually fascinated by that because it really points out. There's areas where I give up on because I'm not natural in them, and I say I will compensate through something I'm more natural at. Does that mean I just need to work harder on those things to be more well-rounded? And yeah. It's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, and so I'm I'm exploring it. Now that do you, are you going to watch dog. that? Are you going to watch that on Thursday? Look at that, it's Bailey. You know, big the, black lab. The, I don't watch the, the dog, dog show. show. Pretentious what, dogs. It, it's the it, F one of dogs. Why the, would I watch? I don't like pretentious the Westminster dogs. dog yeah, show. I don't watch the Westminster. <laughs> that is a beautiful dog, though. Black labs are beautiful. Reminds me of my Bailey. Yeah, greatest color in the world. Yeah. I woke up this morning at six a.m. with her like um, standing up next to me, looking at me, but looking just like that with her tongue out of her mouth, just looking at me. She is, um, <clears throat> so Darius is very compliant, but my Bailey dog, which is a, a, a now 10-year-old. Are they both black labs? Lab. No, Darius is an English Springer Spaniel, but oh, okay. she's a black lab. Is that what Lady, is, is that what lady the, was? Or is that a Cocker Spaniel? Lady? Yeah, like lady Cocker Spaniel. Yeah, okay. she's a Cocker. But, so he's taller than that, but very similar. Um, but she is um, the uh, tied for the most stubborn person in my house. You, you and her. her. Yeah. (laughs) And so we, um, we will have a stubborn off and, uh, 
But and we both realize what's happening, and we both dig see. our heels in. Let's see. You'll, you would both get yelled at if you took a dump on the floor. Yes, we would. You, <laughs> there's, I guess I, uh, there's more things that I, I feel buy like her a, dog food. I feel like there's more things that a dog can get away with than oh, a sure. person. Have you ever heard this? Um, God, what's the song? I saw it popped up yesterday. I listened to it. It's um, so it's, it's a rapper sort of R&B song. To be a man. Mm, Give me a second. I'll come up with to it. To be a man. Who's it by? Um, give me a second. Uh, song by Dax. Dax. Oh, is that the? Yeah, that's the one with uh, with the uh, what's his name? Hoodie. Darius with Rucker. Hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a song about <clears throat> um, to be a man, and one of the lines in there that everybody everybody gets unconditional love, including my dog, my children, my wife. The only person who doesn't get unconditional love in a in a relationship in this relationship is me. And it's a song about <clears throat> the struggles of mental health with men, <clears throat> about you know what it's like to be a man. You'll never understand what it's like to be a man. And so, um, to go back to a serious topic we discussed last week or two weeks ago, um, and uh, but it the dog gets away with so much more shit because. The dog gets unconditional love. Yeah. Like, I forget the dog for doing terrible shit all the time. Having said that, when I come home at night, the dog is happy to see me every fucking time and makes me super happy. Like, and well, uh, that's that's the great part about dogs. But if you see, if you heard Dax? Oh, I love, so Dax. I, Dax is actually really I cool. love Dax. Yeah. So his. And that song right there he's one hits of the, me in the field. He's one of the fastest rappers out there, but also he's a lot like, um. Uh, my mind just went blank. The the guy who I turned you on to, you were Merce. Like, Merce. He has his his messages tight. His his lyrics hit yeah. differently. Dax is I really like his style and his message as well. Which is funny enough because, um, last week's show, <clears throat> I I labeled it um, the therapy couch. I believe was and that last week or two weeks ago? It was last. I think, week. I think it was last week. Um, which is weird. Timeline got fucked up because that. It came out it, it, in real time. It comes out tomorrow, so this will come out two weeks from when that came. out. It's so weird. So like people it, will be screaming at us tomorrow. <laughs> no, oh, so another side note. I always love. So John texted me when he was when we got to the part of like, I don't know what fucking time it is in Arizona. Yeah. So he they're an hour behind us. He sent me a like. screenshot. He's like, "Bro, when are, when when are you going to learn?" I'm like, <laughs> right. "I was like, I don't need to. You're my liaison, <laughs> right? <Your> Arizona liaison." <laughs> this time, I always text my mom on the subject. Um, so. It's funny you, you bring a uh, music like that. So last week, you know, I got personal on how on shit that I I deal with and am dealing with, and I, you know, I probably mislabeled narcissism for something else, and then I have the um, what I think is um, imposter syndrome stuff like that. And Monday, I'm at work listening to music like I always do. And my absolute favorite band came up, Bayside. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've known, I've listened to them for twenty years, and one of their songs, like I've heard this song a million times. I love it, but this is one of the first times the the lyrics really hammered into me, and it's from the song "They Look Like Strong Hands," and it starts off, uh, "This isn't who I am." From confidence to self doubt in sixty seconds, storming stages and stereos from here to there. 
trying to prove that I belong, trying to win approval from people that I don't know. And that solidified, that is what I go through in my brain. But, but people who you admire yes. feel the same way. Exactly. So I try to win approval for people that don't know me right. all the fucking time. And that's where I get that imposter syndrome and stuff like that from. I know. So it was just nice to hear Anthony sing the same stuff that I've listened to that song a million times. And then just like that, it clicked. Yeah. So it is. Um, yeah. It is amazing. <clears throat> it probably, probably would amaze me, but I've talked to a lot of people who are high performing folks there's a there's a there's a phrase in our well you've everybody's heard the phrase fake it till you make it but that's a yeah. big time phrase inside the consulting world one hundred percent and so um, I've I've used that men and women use that that's not a men thing that's yeah. a it's a it's a thing and uh, so um, oh and, shit the ref's got a goatee that just like he's ne- he's always been clean shaven Slavar Burton it's like that's new that's a new look for me yeah. It's like, Side. So, Sorry, that that was jarring. Right. Well, I know you follow uh, referees' facial hair. Um, so yeah, no, that's interesting that that song hit. It was this song last night. I was I was for some reason was going down the uh, reaction video for a little bit. Uh, I apparently ran out of video of people camping in the rain, um, which is actually much more soothing than the reaction stuff. But um, I found I found a whole subset of YouTube I've never utilized before. And it blew me away yesterday. Um, it was it was I actually found it on Mo's YouTube Uh-oh. stuff, and it oh, was Mo. <laughs> no, it was like great. I was like, I'm so glad because guys with their shirts off. <laughs> I showed her. There's a, there's a metal band that I really like, and one of the lead singers is it's a Japanese metal band, and his name is Ryu, and he sounds amazing, and she loves him, and just so then we watched that video. And then something else popped up I've heard, but it was a thing that I've never thought about before, but it was like one of those like CGI'd, like AI produced like images that like move and stuff. But it was, it was like an old Irish tavern playing Mm -hmm. Celtic music. For eight hours. Oh my God. Like I've never thought about. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite ASMR things. I listen to, I have those type of things. And then I have like. You're in a cabin and there's, yeah. a, and there's a fire yep. and it's raining. Yeah, so I've, or I've, it's snowing. I've seen one because well, I. Oh, that stuff's the best. So I saw. I had it. And on. I'll just sit there and I'll smoke in my garage. Sometimes I'll turn off the lights, <laughs> and I'll just sit there and smoke. And then I, after 45 minutes to three hours, yeah. my brain will shut off. Yeah, it was like I. So I I'm on the Harry Potter Wizard, Wizarding World thing. Of course you and are. So they have a they have a thing where it's like Diagon Alley. And they have like, give me your man card (laughs) and they have that. So I've known like the ASMR thing is there, but I've never thought about doing it on a YouTube thing. Oh, YouTube stuff's the best. And it has like, there's 50 of them. Oh my God. It was great. And then I switched it and then then it was like a, uh, it was like a really high end loft overlooking a city and it was raining, but they're playing like, like New York style jazz. Yeah. Oh, oh. I was like, oh, just oh, that stuff's the best. And uh, so, and then for a while, I was doing uh, babbling brooks mm-hmm. with Indian whim chimes, mm. and you just go, oh. yeah. I straight up went from six to midnight 
after oh, I, I after I found so this. So good. After You're smoking a cigar, you just yeah. oh, by yourself and yeah. And for a while, I'm just thinking. And I'm thinking about all the different things I need to say to people. I'm writing it down, mm-hmm. and then eventually, it's like brain shuts down because it's like just peace. Yeah. So like. And I, I don't have to go to the, I don't have to get an expensive Manhattan apartment. <laughs> just, yeah, just throw it up on the TV and stuff. Just throw it out. Oh, it's so, so great. So I'm starting to read a book on how to become. An ASMR? No, on how to do, to, I want to run a DM game. And I'm, I'm learning, oh, right. and I'm learning like what makes a good DM and, or GM, oh, sure. however you want to describe it. And then one of the things like diving into is like, oh shit, like, yeah, playing that music because our DM has like an app that changes the music and stuff like that. Nice. So now it's like, oh, okay, I can utilize that. So I threw that in my notebook and everything. So like, that's cool. That's one of the things that I'm, I'm reading because I'm, I'm on my last dungeon crawler car book. I've got, I think I've got nine hours left of that. So I should start dark tower this week Sweet. i should finish i'd say by wednesday i should probably start dark tower book one so man in black fled across the desert so and the gunslinger followed maybe maybe by next week i, I can give an update on where i am on that i'm one. excited i'm so, excited i really really hope you enjoy i think you will but I th- I am, yeah. i'm hopeful it, okay, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm a big King fan. We've talked about this before. And this you, is such a departure in so many ways from his typical because it's not it's not a straight up horror book. So like so much more than so that. like the stand. You got me on the stand. <clears throat> it's more like the stand because it's this complex web of story. Okay, so I, I mean the, uh, I don't call the stand a horror book. No, I, I wouldn't either. It's just a fucking creepy story. The stand was post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. But just, it was very character-based driven. Yeah. Uh, Randall Flagg, oh, one of the great. greatest characters, yeah. one of the greatest villains probably ever. Yeah. Um, but what's crazy is like, I know Randall Flagg's in other stuff. Yeah. But like this is Including my- this. this. Oh, so he is in this. Oh, I think so. Okay. I think there's debate about that. But that's I, fine. I know like, I know there's like a giant, huge web and everything from Stephen King ends up somehow in the dark tower. It's so <laughs> such a massive story. Hey, did you ever watch, he ever watched the show that he, he had, I think it was on like Peacock or something like that, but it was, or maybe it was Netflix, but it was about, it was like all his stories intertwined up in Maine. Uh, I forget the name no. of the show. Was he know, in it? Cause I hate his I'm, voice. I'm, I'm, God, dude, his voice. If there's one person who's, Voice not does not does talk. not does not match their f- face. Mm. Their look. He w- he would be high on that list. It's it's up there. But plus, uh, he's a Red Sox fan. I mean, he's from. Is he? I yeah. guess Maine. No, yeah, he's, he's a he's huge from, Red Sox. He's, he's from the New, New England. No, area. I mean he's, yeah. he's he's born into it. I you can't hate him for being a Red Sox fan. But <laughs> I mean, he's born in, when you're born into it. It's you know it's fine. I get it. But you're. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. But you were born into. I was born in Central Illinois. I can choose either one of those teams. Can you? So why would you not choose? Why Why would you choose? Why would you not choose the Sox, the White Sox? Then? So <clears throat> I was born into a Cubs family, uh-huh. and was a Cubs family fan my first part of my life until I met so, Jose Cardinal. Until he moved or he, got traded. Right, he was the right fielder for the Cubs, and met him. He's just phenomenal guy. Mm-hmm. When he got traded to the Cardinals, I was like. As an eight-year-old, I said, fuck you, cocksuckers, and then went and became a Cardinals fan. Okay. 
And then for the record, the Cardinals had the worst 10 years of their history. So I paid the price. But then <laughs> turned around. Okay. It looked better. Uh, really bad decision initially. Yeah. We went through like I mean, really bad years. I mean, if you were a Cubs fan, you would still have gone through what, 40 years of Yeah, no. Shit? The Cubs, I mean, getting rid of the Cubs, not bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I became a Cardinals fan. And then as I became a young adult and like lived in Chicago, I became a Sox fan because when the Sox, when I was in Chicago. What's Paula? Paula's a Cubs fan. That's, okay. And but when I was in Chicago, um, Harry Carey and Jim Pearsall were mm-hmm. the announcers for the Sox. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking brilliant. That's when Harry Carey was on. He was, you want to talk about a guy with humor uh, timing? Pearsall, oh, that stuff was great. Because like Chet Lemon would catch it basket style and Pearsall would go fucking nuts. <laughs> and then and, and Harry Carey would say, you're nuts. And he says, I'm not. I have papers to prove it. Because Pearsall at some point was locked up in the loony bin, but got papers to get him out. Jimmy Pearsall climbed the backstop Here, at one point. Here's the debate. I mean, Jimmy Pearsall was hilarious. Here's he was the, great. That's when color guys were actually colorful. And not, <laughs> they didn't just say interesting things about the baseball game. They were funny. So here, here's the debate. What is better? What is Gina better? F- what is better for a radio broadcast? A Vince Scully style, you know, he'll have quips, he'll have a little bit of humor, but more story driven, fact based stuff. Jack does Buck. it does it by itself, or like what you get with like Hawk Nelson? So Hawk <clears throat> Nelson is like. I mean, constant Hawk, jokes and funnies and all and like he, he wears words. He wears his fandom on his sleeve. So, <clears throat> I mean, first of all, Hawk, um, Hawk Harrelson was the yeah, White not, Sox yeah, bro- not, not broadcast radio local, local. He had a local broadcast. He wasn't on WGN or the big clear channel out of, uh, LA mm. or like Jack Buck, who was very much in the, um, very much in the, clear you know just broadcast the game with interesting stories but not homer homer um you know the funny part is ron santa was very much in the hawk harrelson mode he was a homer's homer i i think i prefer a homer's homer on baseball but if you're going to be a clear channel you really can't do that but in my mind i prefer a homer's homer if you're going to do it be it if whatever you're going to do, either go all the way to the right or all the way to the left. For for like so like when I called, but you were a local channel. I would so Homer Homer is completely natural on a, if on, you're on a local channel. If you're a local channel, I like the Homer Homer. If you're, if you're broadcasting on WGN and it's clear channel, so you're getting it in Nebraska and down in Arkansas and all the way out east. Yeah, I you, think you need to be a little a little more straight line. A little more straight yeah. line. That's. Yeah. First of all, the best at that, um, the best blend of that is Bob Euchre. If you oh, are, I love Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre is, is, is the best blend of that. I think Jack Buck and the guy out in L.A., and I just, you said him, um, those were, those were Scully. the two. Scully. Those are the two best broadcasters we ever had. Because they, they told the game so naturally. You, you followed effort, effortlessly along. And then they told interesting stories because they had a billion of them. And the color guys were straight color guys. They, mm-hmm. they, they added to that effort, effortlessness. Um, and it's just interesting. Well, that, that's why like, whenever I called with Rob, I always said, like, you are the straight man. 
when it comes to you're you're just the salt. You're, right. You're that. I'm bringing that spice. You yeah. know, some days I'll be that paprika. Some days I'll be that cayenne. I'll do I'll do whatever. But like my the people who I like to emulate was. I liked a little bit of Scully, but he was a little more straight laced than, than what I called. I definitely like Hawk because, because with Hawk, you either love him or hate him. If you're a right. Sox fan, you absolutely love him. Yes. If you're not, you, 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 think- you love it when they're losing because he, he lets it be known. Oh, well, he was very good. <laughs> like, right. But like, like, uh, another, you know, another effortless performance by our socks, right? He yeah. was, he would just lay it out. You can put it on the board. See, I, the other thing was, so here's my deal. I, I like a homer who can just still describe the game. So I like that blend. Mm-hmm. The thing with hockey is he had all the catchphrases. I think in the eighties and nineties, one thing that went wrong with sports casting, and you're much more knowledgeable about this than I am, was we all got too much into the, uh, Berman catchphrases. Yeah. yeah, nobody circles the wagons like yeah. in his little sixty-second thing. That's fine. Yeah, but in calling, <laughs> yeah, right, just the, yeah, just all of the catchphrases, and you go. Um, um, I had a friend who broadcasted games in Springfield who said the problem with the Cardinal. He was actually a Sox announcer came down the Cardinals. Was he goes? Oh, it's back, 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 and like it, like he was in doubt. When he's broadcasting the 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 uh, um, on the radio, and he says, "Oh, and it's way out of here," but like like late, you didn't know. Yeah, and you, you know, if it's if it's blasted, you just need to say, "Well, that one's way out of here," right? I mean, in baseball, if it's way out of here, you know, some of them are just home runs immediately. Like that's gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't need like a whole like home run call on a six hundred foot homer, like. Damn, he crushed that one. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's different styles. But the Hawk Carrollson is is one. He's all too catchphrase, a little too catchphrasy for me. And Ron Sano, um, both of those guys passed. But Ron Sano was the homer's homer and didn't describe the game well. So my problem with Ron Sano, and this pisses off a lot of Cub fans, was one of the most famous calls in Cubs history is when – and I don't remember the guy's name, dropped a pop fly on the warning track in like the last game of the year to keep the Cubs out of the playoffs. And here is the call. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Right? I don't need that. I understand something bad's happened, but I don't know exactly what bad has happened. Yeah. I heard it live because I was, you know, know, you're listening to it. It was an important game for the Cubs. And the, the... John, whatever his name is, John Miller or John, whatever, who now broadcasts for the Cardinals, couldn't get a word in edgewise because he was moaning. I don't need <laughs> moaning. I don't need inarticulate sound. Yeah. I need, I need. See, like whenever, whenever I called with Rob, Rob would be calling the play, and I would always, when he would take us, when breath, he would take breath, come in. I well, not even that, but like, whenever say somebody broke free and is going on like a 60 yard run. Rob would be like, he's at the 30 and pause. And I would drop in like, go. And I would, I was, I would, I would do something like that. So I was always that little filler, but like, you're the color guy. That's fine. uh, That's color. Like what I appreciate, there's two. And I, I mean two because Vin, Vin died, but like the way Vin would call in the middle of a story, 
deep, deep in the story of something. And he's talking, and then he just like without here's missing a single to right here or here's and here's the three two boom call the play yeah. right back to the story so smooth right now Kevin Harlan is I think is the best caller out there Same on TV point. and he does not and he's stated before he prefers radio yeah he's a radio guy first for baseball for football as well so he oh, does okay. he does the Monday night games for Westwood One he does he's a radio guy first and foremost. He was a radio guy for the Chiefs for uh, 20 years, so that's I think. strike against him. So, but, like, Kevin Harlan is the greatest of, like of this generation right now. Like, my turn. There's not a lot of good radio guys anymore. No, it's with, with I mean, there's still, there's still. Still some of the old guys. The, you know, the Brewers. John Miller. Um, who's a Buker. Bu- Bu- yeah, Bu- Buker. Buker, yeah. And Harlan. The one thing, I, I never got to call a baseball game, and I really wanted to. Baseball game, it'd be interesting to hear you call baseball yeah. game. I've listened to you broadcast football games. You, I mean, you, you you do find that balance. There's no, You broadcast into your fans. So mm-hmm. you weren't broadcasting to the uh, – no offense. You weren't broadcasting to Arkansas and Louisiana and Texas. Mm. I was broadcasting to – I was broadcasting across the state, but I was broadcasting to the fans of Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a, that is perfectly accurate. Yeah, like the normal community games. I've been my normal community lost this week, like we talked about, but they are they had students actually broadcasting, and so I was watching the Ink Spot, and they had two high school kids, I think, broadcasting, and I thought they did a really good job. But they're broadcasting. You listen. The only reason you're watching mm-hmm. is you're an Ironman. Yeah, like, and I thought they did a really good job, but and they didn't criticize the ref too much, and they didn't. <laughs> You did. I definitely did. No, no, you did. You criticized <laughs> way too much. But, I mean, there was, like, weird calls, and they would just say, well, that was a weird call, and then they move right on, right, and <laughs> broadcast the game. I'm not criticizing, but you, and, but the other thing is, be you. Yeah. I mean, like, you're a big-time fan, and they were big-time fans. They <clears throat> they showed a lot of pride in the team. They talked about how great the Ironmen were, which, for the record, they were, like, 12-1, and 1, so they were great. I had somebody ask me if I would ever get back into it. Would you get back into it? Um, you enjoyed I, the hell of it. Don't I, tell me you did. Oh, I absolutely. I mean, I spent 17 years calling. So, yeah. I mean, that's longer than you had. Uh, I mean. It's longer, longer than my first marriage. <laughs> it's just it's like, longer than your second marriage at second this one. point. At this point, yeah. We, uh, we have optimism that it'll <laughs> last longer. But Oh, no, this is it. This is, this is it. <laughs> no, it's going to last longer than 17 years. You just haven't proven that yet. Yeah. I would... For me to get back into it, it would, it would have to be a ton of money. Yes, for one and chicks. Eh. It's funny. I can always tell when Boys, I was. I always knew I was getting. Men. I always knew when I was getting older. When the first few years when I called, and we would call the homecoming queen and, and the court. Like whenever. Oh, she's pretty. I'd be like, oh yeah, man, she's she's good looking. Blah blah. And then it came to a point like. And her mom is good, is good looking. Yeah. <laughs> just, like I knew that because like when I first started calling, I was 19. So I was just a year removed from a high school. Yeah. I knew some of the, I knew some of the people in the court yeah. and everything like that. So it wasn't weird or too weird. Right. But then it, when it, when you cross that threshold right. of 27, you're like, okay, I can't like, yeah, well, you know, she, she's pretty, but like her mom, oof, yeah. her mom is tough. Yeah, like, yeah, that's when I knew I was getting older. Yeah. Yeah. And now when I call my last game at 37, I guess, yeah. 
there was to the point I knew, I knew my time was, was coming to a close when people I went to school with their kids were playing. Oh, I bet. I bet. And I was calling, there. I was calling their kids. I knew that it was time for me to like, okay, my time is, has come. See my people I went to high school, their kids have already run through. So it's weird. Like my age now, I'm just going to say 40 because it's a nice round number. At 40, you either have grown adults as kids or you have newborns. Yeah, that's like. a, a, a new thing because right now, so it, I'm 57. I'm not rounding the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing there. I'm, I'm seven months, eight months there's, removed. There's, there's going to be people my age that have grandkids that are on, on high school football teams now. Think yeah. about it. If they had kids while they were in college, roughly, and they had kids while they were in college, roughly, then you're going to have 17-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, I just knew, like, for Bryant, for Central Arkansas, for South, like, the a lot of a lot of people get married younger. A lot of 19, 20-year-old getting married, have a kid within a year or that same year. So you'd be 30, mm. 38, yeah. 30, 35 to 38. Well, and I you forget have school, that not everybody goes to college, right? And so if you come out and you get married right away. Yeah. So I, and I knew like whenever I called a name for somebody and I even said on the air, it's like, I think I played with his dad. <laughs> it was just like, right. Like, Oh, okay. Now it's like, it's like, wow, you have a full, like you have a, you have a, like you have a, a full, a full adult child almost. Well, but they're playing high school football. They're not a full adult yet. They're close. 17, 18, 17. Like I just say 17. Yeah, they're close. Like that's pretty fucking close. Close, <laughs> close, close enough for government work, as they say. But yeah. can't drink beer. I mean, that's just no. I'm gonna say there's there's a line somewhere you cross. Um, legally, I should say you can't like, drink beer yeah. legally. Um, oh, just yeah. because, because the ones I called for, like I knew their dads. <laughs> right, right, right. But that was different. That was times were different back then. Yeah, um, you can't do it now. So any 17 year olds that are listening to this podcast, um, what the hell are you doing? Go yeah. to bed. Yeah. And, uh, you can't even legally buy cigars. Right. You so. still got a few years to go. Yes. Um, but yeah. Well, how was this, uh, this Churchill we were smoking? It was nice. It was, it was, a, it was a decent cigar. It's decent. It's a very single note. It's didn't change at all. Yeah. Um, it's for a sun grown. It was, I, I didn't get a lot of that sun grown spice. Zero to spice. It. Um, I didn't get any spice, but you know, um, it's tobacco with tobacco. It's good. A good price point. Again, Churchill. Yeah. I mean, we've been going for almost two hours for and, being and as we, loose we as still, it was. We still have half a Robusto left. We do. I mean, so as loose as it was, it smoked, uh, I had to relight it a couple of times. Yeah. We've it, chatted a bit. We've been chatty. Cathy's. It didn't burn as hot for it being loose. Like it's been cool the whole way. No, good, good so, Perdomo construction. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Perdomo is remarkably consistent on their construction. So and they are. this cigar has been all of that in a bag of chips. I think I've told the story before, but I'll tell again. Um, so we had Nick and his wife were here for our Janine, right? Yeah. It was for our fifth or sixth anniversary. I forget. So I'm smoking one of his cigars and everything. And I'm standing by him and I have like a little stem, like in the cap, like it happens. So I go and pull it out. And he was like, hey, is that one of mine? I was like, yeah. He's like, where'd you get that from? 
I was like, oh, it's from here. It's, whatever. It's no big deal. He's like, no, where'd you get it from? I'm like, I got it from this box. Fucking opens the box, sees like what number is on it. Like text somebody. He's like, all right, it's taken care of. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> somebody <laughs> like, did I just put out a hit on somebody? <laughs> right. Somebody's going down. Tonight. Like somebody got in trouble. Somebody's got a horse head in their bed. Yeah. So like love him or hate him. He, oh, Nick he is takes, a stickler about that. He takes pride in his product. Right. Don't Ooh. imply that he he draw tests a few of his cigars. Don't ever imply that. Oh, it's he, he all of them. He said from seed to taking it off the shelf yeah. in a humidor. Like one each cigar is touched like yeah. thirty like like three thousand times. Yeah. Like it's it's a And the one thing you amount. can count on with their cigars. Um First of all, I don't get duds with them. I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, you get consistent flavor. You get consistent burn. Yeah. Just consistent, consistent, consistent. You know what you're getting. It, there's there's rarely the bad peach nope, in, in a box. Just very rarely, and it's a handmade product. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. That. It's going to fucking happen. But you just they're one of the, they're like the padrones. Mm-hmm. You just know what you're getting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I like cigars like that because. Listen, fourteen bucks is still fourteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's six dollars short of a Greg, and so, um, um, and so, uh, you know, twenty bucks being twenty bucks. Um, uh, it's almost a Jackson, yeah. It's, um, it is, uh, uh, you know, it is, it is, uh, it is, uh, it's a very consistent product. Yeah, and. Try it out. I mean, that's the only thing I'm say that. So I've had two of the new 30ths. I feel like I'm going to like the Connecticut the most. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have to let me know how that one goes. So I'll smoke that one probably Thursday. Oh, wait, I'm not going to be up here Thursday night, am I? Nope. I don't. Man, I don't work up here for another two weeks. Wait, oh, Thursdays because it's it's uh, Thanksgiving. I'm going, why aren't you working? What the fuck's wrong with the worth of you? <laughs> so we're having cleaning and shop night Wednesday night up here. But I've already told him, like, hey, we're hosting Thanksgiving. Like, I'm going to be busy prepping and yeah. doing other stuff. So That's I'm a not, strange night. I'm not going to be up here for, for cleaning night. So because we're having an event next week. What's the event next week? Um, it is Espinosa. Huh. Okay. So, what night? It's not Thursday night, is it? It is the um, b- 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 30th. It is Thursday night, the 30th. Yep. Okay. So. But, uh, yeah, try it out. It's it's solid. I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about it. It's just, it's, you know, it's not our profile. No, it's not our profile, but it's, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Largely nope. because you're, I'm sitting here with a friend talking yeah. and enjoying it, which is, uh, always helps. The, yeah. I mean, uh, we could be smoking in, a fucking quorum and it'd be the same. Yeah. We'll still debate over bullshit be stuff. Than, we'll still debate. Over. <laughs> this is way better than a quorum. You should not imply this is the same as a quorum, <laughs> no, but is, we would smoke a quorum. We would enjoy the conversation and the quorum, but this is better than a quorum. Yeah, this is. So try it out. Again, we're one of the 75 shops in the U.S. to carry this. So that's, I mean, that alone is pretty prestigious. We are we are a Perdomo shop. That is a, oh, it, it is a Perdomo shop. Is, I mean, you, you've you doubled your space in the last three or four years, so mm-hmm. you're huge now. Oh, we yeah. We're, I mean, we're the biggest seller of Perdomo in the States you have the by most- far sort of bluish green walls that I've ever seen yeah. in a cigar shop. <laughs> we, now, the funny part is Perdomo sells extremely well in this shop. Always mm-hmm. has. I think it was one that Brandon sold the story. It's one of the first. It is the first cigar. First we were cigar. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and it's always sold extremely well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this uh, is a core line product. He's always treated you extremely well. Yeah. Yep. So it's good stuff. And his wife is just the best. Like she's awesome. She is. Wouldn't want to fuck with her. She, she keeps, she keeps Nick in line. Like (laughs) as a fellow married man, as fellow married men. Yes. Uh, I respect the fact that, uh, we need to be kept in line at times. Again, Nick, love or hate him. You'll love his wife. Like yeah. she is, she is one of the. I still remember her nice fussing people. with the humidor when uh, and and thinking, yeah, plenty of room. Give her plenty of room. <laughs> yep, she is. She cares a lot about. She the is the queen. Too. She is the queen. Yeah. All right, check this out. Hope by the time this comes out, Thanksgiving will be done. But I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Don't go rush and buy a fucking TV and th- at Friday just after the day after we spin and be thankful with what we have. Don't be one of those people. Like, no, I don't need TV. But also, like, be nice to... Um, be nice to the retail people. To the retail people. people. Like, just don't be... Don't, don't be an be. asshole. That's the main thing. That's a good life. Like, just don't be a dick. Any day of the year, but especially on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick to anybody. Just but good. especially don't be dick people uh, retail when it's already going to be fucking crazy. Like, yeah. we don't need that shit. A little patience is... Goes a long way. Long way. Yep. All right. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving and the holiday season is upon us. Yep. We're grateful for all, all of you. Yep. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Be good. Later.